Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Joe Moore alongside Barney Hall. A beautiful day. We talked in the pre-race, Barney, about the huge crowd on hand. They've been coming in since bright and early this morning. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a seat in the house that will be empty here today at the Kansas Speedway. And the weather is perfect. Well, actually, it's almost going to be too warm. They're forecasting a high of 88 and possibly as high as 90 degrees. Casey Kane is on the bud pole for today's race. He's ninth in points, 182 out of the top spot. Could today be the day for redemption for Casey? Let's find out. Adam Alexander is with him. Well, he's got to like his chances today. Five race wins this year, all five in the race car you start on the pole with today. 182 points out after the incident last week. It's been well documented, not the start you wanted to the chase. How aggressive are you now going to drive in these final eight races to try to get back in the hunt, Casey? Uh, just probably similar to how we've been driving. You know, it's uh, we've had really good cars, really fast cars since since Chicago, New Hampshire area, you know, 10, 12 races ago. So I'm, I have a great car. We'll do everything we can and just hope we can get some good breaks. If we can, I think we can get ourselves back into it. This is a racetrack that's opened up over the years, multiple grooves now. Where is the best place to put your race car to have success today? Well, I think the bottom. I mean, you're going to want to be on the white line, um, but but the track's going to change. You're going to lose some grip down there. It'll move up high, and then it'll come back to the bottom. It'll be all over throughout the race. You'll just need to figure out which, you know, what's the fastest spot uh, during each race run. Five race wins this year, three of those coming from the pole. That's where Casey Kane starts today with a qualifying speed of 178.377 miles per hour. Scott Riggs posted a strong qualifying run that will start him from second position today. Been a pretty rough season for Scott and his team. They've had seven top tens, but uh, they've gotten a whole lot better in recent weeks. Steve Post is with him. Barney, you're absolutely right. Qualified in the second spot alongside of his teammate at Everham Motorsports, Casey Kane. That's Scott Riggs. Uh, uh, Talk about your season. You guys seem to be making some progress as the year gone on here Scott yeah we're definitely getting better um, you know everyone the Valvoline Stanley Tools Dodge is coming together as a whole and everybody's getting along and uh, just the chemistry is getting better we're learning each other we're getting stronger as a team we're carrying better race cars to the track we're um, making better decisions of uh, what we do during race weekends and trying to execute uh, our plans and be able to put ourselves in position to uh, have good finishes and try to win win these things qualified second we know the car is fast on the short run your expectations for the length of today's race um, well, you know, I don't know how it's going to be on the long run. I think we're pretty good. I think all three Everham cars are starting pretty close. Just uh, just got to take care of our car and uh, make small, fine-tuned adjustments. It seemed like that uh, our car really responded to some small adjustments we made. So we're just going to try to use those adjustments to try to keep uh, better in the car all day and try to keep track position and be there at the end. 
That's Scott Riggs. Starts second this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson, another chase contender, back in eighth in points, but he starts third today. Alex Hayden. And Jimmy Johnson is inside the stage, getting out of the sun, something we haven't really been used to this weekend. Cool temperatures Friday when you guys qualified in practice. Kind of warm today. Hottest day it's been of the week, and how's that going to change things today, Jimmy? I think we're all uh, we're all expecting the grip to go down. Um, I'm not really sure if, if I'm going to end up loose or tight, but the way my car was driving yesterday, it was so balanced. Um, I felt real comfortable with it. Knew that the sun was coming and, and expected a loose forward bite, so we made some changes last night to keep forward bite in the car, and hopefully that'll uh, it'll work out for us today. So it's going to be a good race for us. we got a great car, and hopefully we can make up some points today. That's Jimmy Johnson as he's behind the stage getting ready to be introduced to the massive crowd here at Kansas speedway and so much talk the last three weeks about the drivers in the chase but one of the great stories over the last three weeks has been the caterpillar dodge team with bill davis racing dave blaney the driver on it three straight top 12 finishes dave you have to be very very enthused about the way this uh, season has turned around for you guys well it has been a good sign um you know all the guys in the cat car have been working hard all year and it, you know it's finally finally good we're getting some good runs to show for it um you know we've got some great people in place and and we should be running good. You know, Craig Griffith, he's got the motors running good. Mike Brown's doing a good job. Uh, it's all good. No doubt it is all good. Dave Blaney starts 17th here this afternoon. It's good to see that team really turn things around here, as uh, Steve Post said, over the last three weeks. Check in again with Adam Alexander. Clint Boyer starts sixth today, 104 miles from your hometown in Emporia, Kansas. I know a win here would be special. Do you have the race car that can get it done? I think we do. Uh, you know, got a lot of confidence in this race car. It's never really ran out of the top five, so uh, you know, I told Gil we got to bring our best bullet in the garage down here to Kansas to try to put on a show in front of the hometown crowd. And, uh, you know, that's what he did. Uh, four his son here just told me in driver intros uh, we had a car to beat, so we're going to listen to him. How important is patience at this racetrack and letting the car come to you? Well, we learned a lot yesterday. Uh, um, you know, with the heat, it's a lot hotter today. That's going to play a role. Everybody's going to be slipping and sliding and looking for new territory out there. The track really widened out, and I think, yeah, you know, the guy that can make that work out there on the outside and on the bottom be able to pass and maneuver anywhere, kind of like the old dirt days. If you can make it work anywhere, that's going to be the car that's going to run the best. He's used to racing on dirt. He did it in this area for quite sometime. Clint Boyer, Rookie of the Year contender, starts sixth this afternoon in the Jack Daniels Chevrolet. Jeff Burton rolls off tenth today. This team has been on their best game in the last five races and with his first win in 173 races last weekend up at Dover and then taking over the points lead at the same time, I would say Steve Post, he's raring to go. Uh, I'm sure he is raring to go. Uh, Jeff Burton, point leader, has a good ring to it. Race winner has a good ring to it. And Richard Childress racing six straight wins between the Bush Series and NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Jeff, the momentum over at that team just must be amazing. Well, everybody feels really good about uh, what we've done, but we're also smart enough to know that um, there's a lot still to do, and uh, we're focusing really hard on the things we haven't done, not really paying attention to the things we have done, and um, I know that's not exciting and that's not fun, but that's that's how we are, and uh, this is going to be an interesting race today. I really they really uh, have no idea what to expect with the racetrack. It's really hot. It's going to be really slick, unlike the conditions we've had in practice, so hopefully we've made the right changes on the singular Chevrolet and um, see if we can make this thing go like we need to. You start 10th. You talk about the changes you made to the car as far as that goes did you guys work on running the bottom did you work on running the top or did you work on trying to have it adjustable so you can go where you need to go well i, I think it's really going to be important to be able to run where you need to run and and uh some people are going to want to run the top some people are going to want to run the bottom there's no question you're at times you're going to have to be able to run in both places so uh we worked hard on making the car drive well and if it drives well then maybe it's faster in one groove than the other but it won't be bad in either one and that's what we focused on 
That's your NASCAR Nextel Cup Series point leader, Jeff Burton. The beauty of this racetrack now is the fact that you have the option of running different grooves. Remember some four or five years ago when we first started racing at Kansas? You didn't have that option. It was just one groove right down at the bottom of the track. The only driver who's won here at Kansas more than once is Jeff Gordon, and he's in a great position, second of the championship points, only six out of the lead. Alex Hayden's with him. And starting 11 today, Jeff Gordon talking to his crew members right beside the multicolored DuPont Chevrolet. And Jeff, we saw yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race, multiple racing lanes out there. Are we going to see that today? And if so, how soon? Uh, I'm sure we will. You know, usually uh, the Cup cars being a little bit more powerful, a little bit heavier, they start moving up even sooner than the Bush cars do. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a really wide group from the bottom to the top. Uh, I'm excited about that. This Kansas track is really matured and coming to its own. And I think you're going to see some of the best race we've seen here. It's hotter than it's been uh, in practice. And so uh, I'm hoping that favors uh, all of us with the DuPont Chevrolet. And we'll find out. You set the race car up to go bottom or high. How often and how do you listen to your race car to decide which lane you're going to take? Well, I think the fastest way around this track is the bottom, and so you know we, we've uh, you know worked on the bottom the entire time. And uh, if if that doesn't work, you know then we'll move up top and search around. And you know you just try to find a groove that the track works best uh, for you and your driving style. And if not, you know you got to relay that information that you need uh, back to the team and make adjustments and hope you can make it better. But we're going to work on the bottom until that bottom's not working for us. That's Jeff Gordon starting 11th at Kansas today, a two-time winner here at Kansas Speedway. Joe talked about uh, one of the rookies that's been sensational this year. Denny Hamlin certainly has. He rolls off 25th today. And if there's any pressure on this team, man, it certainly doesn't show. Adam Alexander's with him. And this is a special racetrack for Denny Hamlin. He made his next Tell Cup debut here, Barney, one year ago. You start 25th today. What's the biggest challenge you face, Denny? Uh, you know, trying to make up some track position. I think uh, I think we got a good enough car to run up front. We just got to get there and, you know, not be in a big hurry to get there. I mean, you know, you don't want to go a lap down. On the other hand, you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation where you could get wrecked early. So we'll try to get this FedEx Freight Chevrolet up front and uh, keep it up there all day. 18 points behind the leader, Jeff Burton, in the standings, driving the FedEx Chevrolet from the 25th position today is Denny Hamlin. And I'll tell you what folks are going to have to worry about today for Denny Hamlin, not only is as Adam said, this where he made his first Nextel Cup Series start last year for Joe Gibbs Racing. He's driving the same car that he won both races at Pocono in, chassis 121, which uh, he says is his favorite, and you can understand why. Well, if it works as good here as it did at Pocono, he'll certainly be a contender to go to victory lane here before the day is over. We're closing in on the start here this afternoon of the Banquet 400 at the Kansas Speedway. As we told you, couldn't ask for better weather. It's been fantastic all weekend here. No even thought of rain. Temperatures yesterday were around 75 degrees. Today it's going to be closer to 85, maybe up to 88 degrees, but not a cloud in the sky. Perfect weather. And again, the grandstand completely packed. A sold-out crowd getting ready for the start of the Banquet 400 Race 3 in the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Now let's go trackside for pre-race ceremonies. About to begin here today at Kansas Speedway. Again, getting set for the Banquet 400. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats as the Cass County Civil Air Patrol U.S. Air Force Auxiliary presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Kansas City Raceway Ministries offers uh, Cole Cochran for today's invocation. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this special time and place. May the drivers and crews pass through today's race safely. May we all understand how we can run life's race with you as our friend and father. 
Help us to know how to join you for the journey. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know them for their hit song, I Loved Her First. Please welcome Lofton Creek Records recording artist Heartland as they perform our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight on the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets ran glare the bombs were singing three minutes away from the command to fire the engines and start the Banquet 400. We've heard from some of the drivers today on their plans for the running of this race. Now let's hear from the crew chiefs. We'll start down with Tony Urie Jr., crew chief for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Adam Alexander's there. His driver rolls 12th today, and typically when we come to Kansas in October, cool temperatures. This weekend, though, expected to go up close to 90 degrees today, Tony. How is that screwed with the setup of these race cars from years past? Well, I just think it'll magnify everybody's uh, problems. If you're tight, you're going to be a little bit tighter, and of course, the track's going to lose a lot more grip today, and air pressure tires will be up. So it's going to make quite a challenge. We'll just have to see what we got here until the first pit stop, maybe make some slight adjustments. Dale Earnhardt Jr., one of 10 drivers, continuing with a chase for a championship today. He takes the Budweiser Chevrolet from the 12th starting position. Steve Post. Robbie Reiser, crew chief for the DeWalt Ford for Matt Kenseth. And, uh, Robbie, what kind of strategy might we see as far as tires, two tires, four tires? Are they options here as this race unfolds this afternoon? Well, anything's possible today. Uh, two tires could be a, could be the deal. It just depends on how many laps we run here. That's Robbie Reiser, crew chief for Matt Kenseth, the DeWalt Ford. On down to Alex Hayden. With the crew chief, Doug Richard, for calls the shots for Greg Biffle starting 29th. And, Doug, quite simply put, how much adjustability is built into this National Guard Ford? Well, it's, I don't think uh, you start in a race like, the, like this here today. I don't think you can ever build enough into it. Uh, but, you know, we're pushing the envelope uh, probably more than we have all year. And, uh, hopefully it won't bite us, but uh, we got all day to adjust on this National Guard Ford and see if we can get her up to the front where it belongs. That's Doug Richard calling the shots for Greg Biffle. They start 29th, guided this team and his driver Greg Biffle to a runner-up finish here at Kansas last year. 
Joe, I think the, the key that the guys touched on down there that we didn't touch on it will be there will be an awful lot of heat in this racetrack, and that can change it because this is not a concrete track. This is an asphalt speedway, and they're talking about the, the grip going through the corners and having a little less grip. You really need it, the speed you carry through the corner here. Yeah, and it's the hottest today that it's been all weekend that they've been here on the track practicing and qualifying. So what they used here to make the car do well in those practice sessions and in qualifying is probably not going to work here today with the bright sunshine out and as Adam said, temperatures getting up into the high 80s, possibly as high as 90 degrees here this afternoon. But it's got to be an interesting day of racing. Again, you heard from the crew chiefs, their thoughts about the planning of today's race. A lot of pressure on those guys today. I'd hate to be in their shoes, having to make the calls of when to come in, particularly in long green flag runs, you know, how to plan your fueling strategy, and whether you go with two tires or four tires. They're going to have a lot on them today. Yeah, the guys going to earn their money down here. Well, they do every weekend. Now, let's get ready to go trackside and hear the command the fire engines and start race three of the chase and now race fans for the most famous words in motorsports please welcome george lopez and jackie joiner kersey drivers start your engines Engines have fired on pit road. In a few moments, we'll send the field up on the racetrack to run a few pace laps before we get the start for the Banquet 400. Four drivers failed to qualify here in Bud Pole qualifying on Friday. They were Scott Wimmer, Kevin LePage, Chad Blunt, and Carl Long. In a moment, we'll take a look at the starting lineup for today's race. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Time now for the starting lineup for today's Banquet 400, Row 22. Kenny Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, Furniture Row, Chevrolet. Row 21. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, Perez, Chevrolet. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Irwin Industrial Tools, Ford Fusion. Row 20. David Stremme, South Bend, Indiana, Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon Dodge. Bill Elliott, Dawsonville, Georgia, mailing oil pumps Dodge. Row 19. Tony Raines, LaPorte. Indiana, DLP brand, HDTV, Chevrolet. Travis Quapple, Janesville, Wisconsin, Ty Downey, Chevrolet Monte Carlo, SS. Row 18. Ken Schrader, Fenton, Missouri, Motocraft, Ford Fusion. Michael Walter, Owensboro, Kentucky, the Napa Auto Parts Hot Rod. Row 17. Chad Chapman, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Fox Collision Dodge. Casey Mears, Bakersfield, California, Texaco Haviland Dodge. Row 16. Dale Jarrett, Hickory, North Carolina, UPS, Ford Fusion. Jeff Green, Orangeboro, Kentucky, Hoss Automation, CNC, Chevy. Row 15. Terry Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, GMAC, Chevrolet. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington, National Guard, Ford Fusion. Row 14. Starling Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, Gian Closing Resorts, Chevrolet. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Office Depot, Ford. Row 13. Reed Swanson, Peachtree City, Georgia, Target Dodge. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx, Chevrolet. Row 
12. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina. Wells Fargo, Dodge. Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey. Best Pro Shop Chevrolet. Roll 11. Todd Cleaver, Sunbury, Wisconsin. Posted 3 and 4 Fusion. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana. Home Depot, Chevrolet. Roll 10. David Gilliland, Riverside, California. M&M's Ford Fusion. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas. Triple A, Ford Fusion. Roll 9. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida. United States Army, Chevrolet. Dave Blaney, Hartford. Ohio, Caterpillar Dodge. Roll 8. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas. Cheerios, Betty Crocker Dodge. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana. Altel Dodge. Roll 7. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California. GM Goodrench Chevrolet. Kyle Bush, Las Vegas, Nevada. Kellogg Chevrolet. Roll 6. Dale Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina. Budweiser Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California. DuPont Chevrolet. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10th. Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia. Singular Wireless, Chevrolet. Starting 9th. Elliot Sadler, Emporia, Virginia. Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge Charger. Starting 8th. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin. Dewalt Tools, Ford Fusion. Starting 7th. Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. Miller Lite Dodge. Starting 6th. Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas. Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. And now the top five starters. Brought to you by Wrangler 5-Star Premium Denim Jeans. Starting 5th. J.J. Yaley, Phoenix, Arizona. Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Starting 4th. Brian Vickers, Thomasville, North Carolina, GMAC, Chevrolet. Starting third. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California, Lowe's Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Starting second. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, Valvoline, Stanley Tools, Dodge. And starting on the Bud Bowl. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. That's the starting lineup for today's Banquet 400. Field is on their pace laps. They've already run a couple. They'll run at least one more before we get the signal of one to go and get the green flag and start the Banquet 400 here this afternoon. Again, a lot on the line for 10 drivers in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. And there's still 33 other drivers hoping maybe to pick up a win for many, maybe a first Nextel Cup Series win here today at Kansas Speedway in the Banquet 400. A spectacular afternoon, as we told you. Temperatures already in the low to mid-80s, going up to close to 90 degrees this afternoon, and a huge crowd on hand for the running of the Banquet 400. Let's bring in the other voices who will be covering the action for you here today on Motor Racing Network. Up in turns one and two, Dave Moody from Barry, Vermont. Thank you, Joe Moore. Good afternoon, everybody. 15 degrees of banking, the order of the day here in turns one and two. And if the last few races here at Kansas Speedway are any indication, we'll see almost every inch of it used. In past years, the fast way around has been on the bottom of the banking, but today we expect the groove to expand very quickly from the apron at the bottom all the way to the safer barrier at the top. That should lead to a full day of three-wide racing. We'll watch it all unfold from our vantage point high atop a billboard in turn two here at Kansas Speedway. Let's go to the other end of the property now. In Daytona Beach, Florida's Mike Bagley. And Dave, you hit the nail on the head. Every lane of racetrack was used yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series Yellow Transportation 300. All the way down at the white line, all the way up against the safer barrier. Four lanes of racing, 15 degrees of banking, and it's the perfect combination. We expect a great NASCAR Nextel Cup Series Banquet 400 this afternoon. 
soon, and I'll be on the back of the AAA billboard midway between turns three and four to cover all the action here this afternoon. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Kansas Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. On the line today, $5,934,007. That's the prize money up for grabs. And again, those 10 drivers going for the championship. Very important here, the third race in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. This is a mile and a half racetrack. They'll run 267 laps, making up a total distance of 400.5 miles today in the Banquet 400. The crowd, again, packed in here. They've been coming in since before daylight this morning. Now getting set for the drop of the green flag and the start of the Banquet 400. Mark Martin won this race last year. Jeff Gordon, the only repeat winner of a race at Kansas Speedway. He got the victory in 2001 and 2002. Other former winners in the field, Ryan Newman, he won here in 2003. And Joe Nemechek won this race in 2004. Here comes the field off turn four. The pace car hits the pit lane. Now for the start of the Banquet 400, here's MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Field rolls off turn number four, looking for the green flag to get us underway here this afternoon. It is in the air, and they come up through the gearbox and accelerate off toward turn number one. Down to that inside line is Casey Kane. He's going to try to get out front all by himself, but he's not going to get away. Gives a very healthy shove in the rear quarter panels from Jimmy Johnson. That'll push Kane to the lead. Johnson will follow him to the inside. He goes nose to nose to Scott Riggs for second. Jimmy Johnson and Scott Riggs side by side for the second position. Here's Scott Riggs with a fender out in front at the entrance of turn number three. But Jimmy Johnson comes in digging hard down low. Riggs takes the high line. Jimmy Johnson takes the low line coming off turn number four. And here at the start finish line, they're side by side, still battling for the second spot. Now closing in, Brian Vickers in fourth. He's looking for the lane to open up. Three-man dance in the early going for the number two position here at Kansas. On the outside lane, the advantage goes to Scott Riggs. He drives around Jimmy Johnson and takes the runner-up. Now Clint Boyer and Matt Kenseth come in to make that a five-man battle for second. Scott Riggs around the outside to grab the spot, but wait a minute. Here comes Jimmy Johnson diving back down to the inside of the racetrack. He makes the car work right down at the bottom of the speedway, running hard for second place. Gets a pretty good run as he hits the start-finish line. He's going to move around. Scott Riggs and take over second, but Scott's not backing out of the throttle. He don't want to give up that, that spot going into turn two. Riggs has to slip back a bit at the entrance to turn number one. Jimmy Johnson slides through. He's got second. Riggs is third. Now here's Clint Two side-by-side, actually two Chevrolets side-by-side down the back chute. Here's Brian Vickers, Fender out in front on the outside lane. Clint Boyer downstairs, followed by Matt Kenseth in his tire track. Battle for the fourth position coming up off turn number four as Casey Kane leads him across the line. Jimmy Johnson second, Scott Riggs third, and that battle for fourth. Still side-by-side, but Vickers gets a good run going into turn one. Clint Boyer, the home state driver, not going to give it up easily. Puts the left front tire below the white line at the bottom of the racetrack. Tries to make the challenge again to the inside of Vickers. But he slips off turn number two, has to get back in line. He'll follow Vickers down the back straightaway and now face a challenge from Matt Kenseth. Kenseth will change lanes. He'll go into the passing lane. And now he's side by side with Boyer. Everybody's kind of anxious to see what Jack Roush's Ford teams will do here this afternoon. They didn't qualify all that strong. They'd had a little trouble in practice. But for the moment, Matt Kenseth's moving up, trying to take over fifth place as he works his way back into turns one and two. Flashes to the inside of Clint Boyer. He will pick up the number five position. Boyer back to six. Seven. 
further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. faces a challenge from J.J. Yaley. Yaley started an inside runoff, turn number two. Instead, he'll back away, now go back to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. And now Kevin Harvick closes in on that battle. To have a battle for the lead, Jimmy Johnson is now closing in on Casey Kane as they cross the start-finish line, as close as he's been all afternoon by maybe a car length off in turn one. Jimmy Johnson sucks right up on the back bumper of Casey Kane's Dodge as he will challenge now for the lead. Kane about a foot and a half off the bottom. Jimmy Johnson about six inches below the white line. Dodge and Chevy battle for the lead. Casey Kane and Jimmy Johnson bring it off the end of the back straightaway. Kane immediately goes to the outside of the racetrack, and Jimmy Johnson lets his Chevrolet float down to the inside. Making that outside groove work, Casey Kane stays up there, and he chops off Jimmy Johnson as they come out of turn number four and pulls him by a couple of car lengths going back into turn number one. Now everybody that's pretty well settled in in the top eight or nine spots, Jeff Gordon's got a little company heading off into turn one. He's got a lot of company heading for turn one. It was three wide coming off the fourth turn. Now it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. solo to the outside of the DuPont Chevrolet with Jeff Burton right behind looking for real estate. Earnhardt gets the advantage. He'll get the spot off of turn number two. So the Budweiser Chevy around the DuPont Chevy of Jeff Gordon. But again, Earnhardt slides up way up the racetrack and it leaves the inside lane open for Jeff Gordon. Racing there for the ninth position. Jeff Gordon trying to retake that spot from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Burton sitting right behind them. And behind that battle, here comes Kevin Harvick making a move to the inside of J.J. Yaley. Yaley has lost about three spots in the last several laps. But right now, side by side, that battle's in turn two. Harvick on the bottom. Yaley top side. They'll go wheel to wheel. Give the advantage to Kevin Harvick as he finishes the pass at the exit of two. And closer to the front, here's Matt Kenseth around the outside of Brian Vickers. He'll grab the fourth position. Now Vickers is under fire from Clint Boyer. Well, this field's spreading out in a hurry, though, up at the front of the pack. Again, Casey Kane leads Jimmy Johnson by about three or four car lengths, about a half a second back to Scott Riggs. A little further back, that scramble we talked about, Matt Kenseth, Brian Vickers, Clint Boyer still going at it over in turn two. Settled down just for the moment, fourth, fifth, and sixth position. A couple of spots behind them. Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues to climb through the rankings. He goes to the outside and puts Kurt Busch away. Strong move in the outside lane for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll complete the pass on Kurt Busch. Now Busch stands to lose another spot. Here's Jeff Gordon diving down to the inside of the middle lane dodge. Gordon now makes the pass on Kurt. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finding out early in the running of today's race. He really likes the top side of the track. He's working around there, and it's holding the spot for him. Same for Kurt Busch. He's been using the outside Trouble lane. Trouble turn four. Robbie Gordon around and in right in front of traffic. David Stremme, Michael Waltrip dart to the bottom of the racetrack as Robbie Gordon loses control in turn four. Caution on the speedway. First one of the afternoon. It'll come out at lap number nine. Let's go back to turn three. That accident has been one in the making for about the last eight laps, Barney, because Robbie Gordon has been in the outside lane, and he's been flirting with being out of control since the start of the event. He finally lost control all by himself. The Harris Chevrolet spun completely around. Tip of the cap to David Stremme, who darted quickly to the bottom of the track to prevent from avoiding the spinning Robbie Gordon race car. Yeah, that could have got uh, about three or four cars, but some good evasive action taken by several drivers. At any rate, the yellow flag is flying at lap 10 here at the Kansas Speedway. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Newman leads 
with Casey Kane second, Jimmy Johnson third. Chad Chaffin has now made his stop. That'll move Scott Riggs up to the fourth position. And then fifth will be Matt Kenseth. Sixth is Clint Boyer. Seventh is Jeff Burton. Eighth is Kevin Harvick. Jeff Gordon is ninth. And tenth will be J.J. Yaley as we get ready to go back under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway. It is in the air. And let's see what Ryan Newman can do on 11-lap older tires than everybody else. Right now he leads the field as he head off to turn one coming up to speed. Top six remains single file. The side-by-side battle will be for seventh. Jeff Burton to the inside of Jeff Gordon will squeeze by him and now put the crosshairs on Kevin Harvick as the battle for the lead shakes up. Jimmy Johnson now closes in on Casey Kane. Ryan Newman's in the middle. They're three wide at the entrance of turn three. Johnson to the inside of Newman, to the inside of Kane, and Jimmy Johnson now in Kane Newman gets shuffled back to third position in a hurry. He's about to lose that also as Scott Riggs pulls up there and drives underneath him. At the front of the field, Jimmy Johnson is the leader going over to turn two. Maybe a little rethinking about that two-tire strategy in the Ryan Newman campus. He's gotten shuffled back to fourth in very short order, and it may be fifth in a minute because here comes Matt Kenseth to the low line. Scott and Riggs has gotten by Newman for third. Here comes Matt Kenseth. He wants fourth. Side by side, they race back to the corner. Newman sliding way up the racetrack, struggling to regain a lot about tire wear and now Newman goes around in turn four. He was trying to gather the car back in. Again, he did not come down pit road. Now other cars spin. Jeff Gordon's down on the grass. Kevin Harvick is down there. Couple of chase contenders. Reed Sorensen pulls down the pit lane. Denny Hamlin, another chase contender, also makes an evasive move off the racetrack and rolls down pit road. No contact, miraculously, as again Ryan Newman lost his car and it started in front of you, Mike Bagley. Near disaster for three chase contenders, Joe. Ryan Newman lost control of the Alltel Dodge in turn three, but he didn't hit anything. He was trying to regain control in turn number four. He lost the handle. Jeff Burton was both feet on the brakes trying to get the singular wireless Chevrolet woe down. In the aftermath, Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon spun their Chevrolets to the inside of the racetrack. Others went to pit road. Near disaster for three of the ten championship contenders on lap number 15. And already we have two yellow flags that have been displayed to the field here this afternoon. The first one came out at lap number nine when Robbie Gordon spun off turn number four almost in the same place up there and he didn't collect any cars either. So a, a pretty good piece of luck for a lot of those drivers, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, and for three chase contenders right in the thick of that thing, that could have been disastrous. Pace cars on pit road come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air. Jimmy Johnson, who is very strong in the early going, takes off for turn number one. Casey Kane trying to stay with him and so is Scott Riggs. Single file over to turn two. Front four get away. The battle is back around the ninth position where again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. immediately goes to the penthouse, climbs the banking to the top of the racetrack, and makes his way to the outside of Brian Vickers. But he's not cleared him yet. Brian Vickers Trouble now. turn two into the wall as Reed Sorensen bangs it with the right rear, straightens it out, and keeps on going. Sorensen, one of those cars that also took evasive action because of the spinning car of Ryan Newman. They made a stop and obviously have more serious problems. Here's the race for second of the start-finish line. Scott Riggs and Casey Kane there Trouble side by side. Four. Reed Sorensen around this time, and he's hard into the safer barrier. He crunches up the target, target dodge, spins twice down to the inside of the racetrack, and sheet metal now litters the inside of turn four. That will bring out the yellow flag for the third time this afternoon at lap 19. Back to turn three. I think he cut a tire coming into turn number three 
Lee Barney, piece of sheet metal laying over there. Then all of a sudden, the Dodge Charger just whipped around, and he went trunk first into the safer barrier. He coasted down the racetrack, spun twice in the process, leaving debris down on the inside of the racetrack. But he has got one beaten and battered race car, and he's headed back to the pits. He spun once and tagged the wall in turn two and didn't quite make it back around the pit road, and then spun in turn four, and the caution flag is out for the third time today. He's going back to the garage. Pace car takes the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Up into turn number four, about to dive onto pit road and turn them loose. We'll see what happens again at the front of the field. Jimmy Johnson, who said a moment ago, has had one of the strongest cars out there. He's been racing about three and four different drivers and has been able to get to the front. Let's see if he can stay there. He's got some pretty good cars right behind him. Casey Kane, Scott Briggs running well in the early going. Green goes back in the air. Jimmy punches the throttle, heads off to turn number one. Casey Kane's going to try and stay with him. Nobody pulling out the pass except back at about seventh place. Where once again, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. jumping to the outside of the racetrack and a immediately grabbing a position. Takes a spot away from J.J. Yaley. Dave Blaney will hit the high lane and try to do the same. Now here's the challenge for second. Scott Riggs will step out of line and initiate a challenge on Casey Kane. Kane goes to the high side of the racetrack. Scott Riggs down low. They're side by side for second. And looks like Scott Riggs is going to get the move coming off turn four. Got a great run going into the turn. He'll pick up the second spot. Now a little further back, nearly three wide. J.J. Yaley on the inside. Dave Blaney swings by him, and Kurt Busch goes with him. Busch had a chance to make it three wide to the outside. Thought about it for a moment, and then thought again. Fell back to two abreast. He now will make the move around J.J. For the eighth position, Dave Blaney in eighth. They're side by side for ninth. There's JJ Yaley to the inside of Kurt Busch with Kyle Busch and Brian Vickers in that battle as well. About a five cars locked up in that scramble out of turn number four and back into the front straightaway at back at third place. Make that fourth place right now as they work into the corner. A little scramble going on there. Clint Boyer, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Burton. Let's pick that one up. And you can add Dale Jr. to the list as well as he comes sailing up onto the tail end of that little pack. Kenseth goes to the top of the racetrack, makes the challenge around the outside of Jeff Burton. Dale Jr. is going to go high along with him. Budweiser Chevrolet steps to the outside lane. Now it's chopped off by Burton momentarily. Earnhardt goes higher now. Gets her wound up in the outside lane with Jeff Burton all the way downstairs. Kenseth goes high. Jeff Burton goes low, side by side, coming into the trioval. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's been quick all afternoon, is sitting right behind him, waiting to see which lane will open up. Looks like David's going to be the inside. Low line gets the run, Joe, into turn number one. Jeff Burton goes to fifth. And here comes Dale Jr., the big red machine to the inside, challenging for the number six position. Wheel to wheel, Ford and Chevy now with the Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting the advantage. Matter of fact, he'll steal the spot using the outside lane, and he'll immediately go back to work in the top side as they race through turns three and four. Dale Jr. showing a lot of strength in the early going here this afternoon. For a moment, Scott Riggs thought about trying to get underneath Jimmy Johnson out of turn number four for the lead. And has second thoughts, will not do that. Now they're single file all the way back to about 12. Scott Riggs is thinking about it again, Barney, but this time he's going to go to the outside lane. Powers to the high line drives around Jimmy Johnson and takes the lead. Very impressive move for Scott Riggs. He'll take the lead away from Jimmy Johnson. Johnson quickly gets back in line because he sees Casey Kane and Clint Boyer hot to trot in third and fourth positions. 
Scott Riggs takes over the lead, coming down to the line at lap number 29. Jimmy Johnson behind him, and the battle is for third. Clint Boyer down to the inside. Casey Kane, the pole sitter, alongside him. Chevrolet and Dodge, nose to nose for the number three position. Here's Boyer down low. Left side tires right on the white line, and that'll get him the number three spot as they hit the back stretch. Jack Daniel Chevrolet of Clint Boyer now comes to life. He goes to third. Casey Kane falls to fourth. Jeff Burton rounds out the top five. Further back, they're stacking up behind Dave Blaney. Matter of fact, Blaney's going to get a challenge now from J.J. Haley and Kyle Busch. They almost stack them three wide. Just about get them three wide coming off the corner. That's back for the eighth position. Dave Blaney has it, trying to hang on to it. Kyle Busch and J.J. Haley would like to take it away. They go over to turn two. Dave Blaney with a hip pocket full of hornets right now. It's Kyle Busch running low. J.J. Haley up high. That's a good five-man battle, and behind them, there's another five-man battle as well. Denny Hamlin, Brian Vickers, Greg Biffle, Martin Truex Jr., and Tony Stewart. That's soon to be about a ten-car battle as they work off the corner. Heavy pack of traffic coming up off turn number four, and they're racing hard early in the running of the banquet 400. Again, Kyle Busch down to the inside of Dave Blaney. J.J. Yaley sitting right behind them. A pack of five cars going at it hard and heavy in turn one. Kyle Busch squeezes to the inside of Dave Blaney. He will take over the number eight position. Blaney back to ninth, then J.J. Yaley, Mark Martin, and Kurt Busch. Mark Martin gets around Kurt Busch, slams that door on the back straightaway, and here comes that second pack of five led by Denny Hamlin. Hamlin goes to work downstairs. He's trying to open up the inside lane and get by the Kurt Busch car. At the front of the field, Boyer and Scott Riggs still going on in turn two. Clint Boyer ducks to the inside lane, takes the lead away from Scott Riggs as they hit the back straightaway. And behind them, you've got three chase for the Nextel Cup championship contenders going at it. Casey Kane, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Burton. They're going to stack them three wide with Johnson on the bottom and Kane topside. Jimmy drives it all the way down to the edge of the racetrack, battling there with Jeff Burton while Casey Kane gets away. Kane is in the third spot. This battle we're watching is for the fourth position. They're still side by side going off to turn one. Side by side with Jimmy Johnson down low. Jeff Burton up high. Burton's got a little bit of an advantage and he's got some good momentum in that high groove. That'll get him the number four position. And they've got company. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the Budweiser Chevrolet has arrived on the back porch. He is about to make that a three-man fight for the fourth position. Dale Jr. goes to the top of the racetrack while Burton and Johnson hug the white line down low. Hey, Joe, when you look up in three and four, they are almost out against the wall, kind of like they run at Michigan coming through three and four, but down in one and two, Dave Moody, as they get over there, they use the bottom two lanes, but they don't really get out against the concrete out there. Now, so far they've not, Barney. We've got a couple of cars running two grooves up, maybe one or two running three grooves, but the fast line right now at this end of the property is right down on the bottom. And Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s favorite line is right out against the outside wall. As Barney mentioned, it's almost like we're racing at Michigan or at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. The Bud Chevy about a foot off the wall, trying to get all the momentum he can to challenge Jimmy Johnson for the fifth position. He will not make the move this time because he runs out of racetrack. Junior was so high coming off turn four, but now as he crosses the start-finish line, he pulls up to the outside, and the challenge is on. John Johnson on the inside, Junior on the outside. Dale Earnhardt, Junior, full head of steam to the high group side by side for fifth. And he'll take the fifth position. Jimmy Johnson will follow him now off the end of the back straightaway. And the crosshairs are on the back side of the singular wireless Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt Jr. once again up the racetrack. Gets the good run to try to challenge Burton for fourth. Making it work. Coming out of the corner he's going to grab another position. He'll clear Jimmy Johnson. Now will close in on Jeff Burton. 
Dale Jr.'s first couple of chase races. He finished 13th and 21st. He said down there yesterday he knows we need to start running somewhere inside the top 10 and some top fives if we're going to be a contender. They've done their homework on that car today. He keeps coming up through the field. He's in the middle of the backstretch. He's got one very fast race car, Barney. He finally completes the pass on Jimmy Johnson, although he quite can't shake him now. Johnson very good at the bottom of the racetrack while Dale Jr. doing his best topside. Let's update you on those drivers who had to spin to avoid, or at least drive off the racetrack to avoid Ryan Newman earlier on. Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon had to go to the back of the pack after making pit stops. Gordon has moved up to 25th now. Harvick has gained a little bit of ground. He's now running in 28th, but Barney, at this stage of the race, I don't think they're pushing it that hard. No, I watched both those guys when they were back in about 34th and 35th position. A couple of laps coming out of turn number four. They had a couple of times there they could have moved up a notch or two, but they were just content to ride where they were and pick and choose an awful lot of racetrack to make sure they don't wrinkle up those cars. So they got plenty of time yet. 225 laps left to be run, so there's no point in putting your car in a bind over there and get it wrinkled up. So Jeff Gordon and Kevin Harvick. Gordon is 25th right now, and as you said, 28th is Kevin Harvick, but I bet if we look at this scoring thing, probably 15 or 20 laps from now, they'll pick up another four or five spots. They know it's a long day of racing here with 224 laps still to go. Plenty of time to pick their way through the field. But how about a guy like Jimmy Johnson, another chase contender? He was up there battling for the lead early on this afternoon and led for about 12 laps or so. Now he's fallen back into the sixth position. Steve Post, what are they saying about the low Chevy? Joe, right now it's a very, very patient approach here on the Chevrolet team. The car was loose early. That means the rear end wants to slide out from under it and not quite as loose as we've gone on with the run. But we talked to Chad Canals this morning. They just want to be a very, very patient effort here. They've got themselves in a hole. Eighth in the point standings. They're not worried about getting to the front of the points. They want to be fifth in the next race or two. Coming up, they have good tracks like Lowe's Motor Speedway in Atlanta where they always run well and they'd like to get inside the top five and then hit some of those tracks where they go very, very well. So Jimmy Johnson a little loose early, but no concern down here. Let's go up to Adam Alexander. About 10 laps ago, Scott Riggs overtook his teammate Casey Kane for the lead. It was only the third time all year that Riggs had led a race. He led only one lap at Pocono in June. Prior to that, 90 laps he had the top spot at the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte. We went there in late May. That is significant to mention because when he led that race, those 90 laps at Charlotte, they brought the same race car this weekend. A similar type facility. Riggs very confident. Most recently on the radio, he said the car a bit tight getting into turn three. Alex? Well, Adam, lap 46 goes up on the board. Jeff Gordon had to restart after that little excursion off-road a few moments ago. He had to restart back in the 36th spot. He's rallied up to 22nd. Right now, Steve Letarte, his crew chief, saying just take it easy. Use some patience. As far as the damage on the race car, there was very little. Just the side skirt on the right side after going off-road, and that just makely, means just that it's a safety issue. The side skirt keeps air from getting underneath the car if it slides sideways. So right now, the car is in great shape aerodynamically. Jeff Gordon patiently working his way back to the front. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. also working his way closer and closer to the front. Gordon is now, uh, rather, Earnhardt Jr. is now up to the third position. Elliot Sadler came out of the garage, ran about five laps. Now he's back on pit road. Remember, he had an encounter on pit road with Jamie McMurray during a pit stop here earlier this afternoon. 
Still running under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway with Clint Boyer maintaining a two-and-a-half-second lead over Dale Earnhardt, Jr. I told you Jeff Gordon has picked his way back up to the pack after having to uh, slide off the racetrack to avoid the spinning car of Ryan Newman early on. He's up to 20th now. Kevin Harvick not making quite as good a time, Barney. He's back there in the 29th position and is really fighting to work his way through some of that traffic. Actually, Kevin, a moment ago, it looked like uh, going through turns three and four over there, there was about five or six cars that he was right in the middle of, and they were kind of getting the driving maybe the way he didn't want to be caught up in that uh, pack of traffic. So it was interesting to watch him. It took him about two laps to work his way backwards instead of forwards to let some of that lap traffic get away and settle down a, a wee bit. Let's watch him as he goes over to Dave Moody over in turn two. Trailing at the back end of a five-car pack, Dave Blaney, David Strebe, Sterling Marlin, and Jamie McMurray. Then followed by Kevin Harvick, who you're right, is just tiptoeing right now. Yeah, about three or four laps ago, they almost stacked them four wide through the corner, and Harvick did back out of that and let them sort it out. Now he goes to the high side of the banking, following the tire tracks of Jamie McMurray. Kevin Harvick's not usually the kind of guy who holds back. He's the kind of guy who stands on the gas and goes. But let's face it, folks, this is big picture racing here. We're talking about a championship. Adam Alexander, what are they saying in the Reese's Pits? Well, Kevin has not been quiet on the radio. He's been very quick to say that things are not going as he would like. He says no rear grip, meaning his back tires feel like they're riding on ice. He restarted 38th after that caution where he had to come down early on, took on four tires, but things simply not going to his liking now. Caution is on the speedway. Apparently, maybe some debris on the racetrack. We don't see any cars in trouble out there, but the yellow flag will come out at lap 58. See Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading the pack. They were the fastest off the pit lane. Quickly, Adam Alexander, what went on in that stop? I believe uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was down in front of Steve Post under those caution flag pit stops. Steve? Yeah, it was a four-tire stop. Very, very quick stop. 12.46 seconds. Grew very, very happy. Minor adjustments out of the car. A little snug. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the first one off from pit road. He leads the pack into turn one. Right in hot pursuit is Kyle Busch. Jimmy Johnson to the outside of the lap car of Kenny Wallace. Followed by the Jeff Burton car as they work off turn number two. Single file. The leaders come up the back straight away, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has a challenge on the back doorstep. It's Kyle Bush. For the first time in many laps, Dale Jr. all the way on the bottom of the racetrack, trying to fend off the advances of the driver of the Kellogg Chevy. Didn't have to worry about any lap traffic. There's about 39 cars are showing on the lead lap as Dale Jr. crosses the line, pulls away by about a car lake, but he's not getting that far away from Kyle Bush or Jimmy Johnson. They sweep back over to turn two. And the same story is true at this end of the speedway, Barney. Dale Jr., who's been running on the top of the racetrack all afternoon long, all of a sudden has become a bottom feeder trying to hold off Kyle Busch. Well, the bottom lane is paying off for him for now. He's got a car length, maybe two in hand over Kyle Busch. Now he'll drift up the lane from the bottom, and Kyle Busch does the same as they work off the corner. Meanwhile, the battle shapes up for the fourth position among teammates. Clint Boyer on the move, pulls to the inside of Jeff Burton, and man, is he strong. Down on the inside, he blows right on by him and grabs the fourth spot. Clint Boyer wanting to win one in front of the home state crowd has been on the hammer since the drop of the green flag. He's up to fourth and trying to reel in the number three position in Jimmy Johnson. Further back, they're three wide. Greg Biffle to the inside of Denny Hamlin, to the inside of the lap car of Kenny Wallace. Greg Biffle sees what was coming, bails out, lets it sort out into single file formation. Now Mark Martin will join that battle. Back at about 10th position as they come off the corner. Martin Truex Jr., J.J. Yaley, Denny Hamlin, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, all in that scramble as they go back into one. Here comes Casey Kane. He's looking for the number five position. Jeff Burton has got it. Kane wants it, but Burton very strong on the bottom of the racetrack. We'll hold him off for now. 
Jeff Burton slides up the racetrack right in front of Casey Kane. He'll keep that spot, but it tightens up now from the fourth position on back. Burton and Kane have caught Clint Boyer, who occupies the inside lane of the racetrack. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. has gone back to the top of the racetrack in turns three and four. He was up against the wall that time and is now starting to pull away from Kyle Busch. Trouble Whoa, in turn number four. One car around. It's David Gilliland as he slides off of turn number four. Caution on the speedway. It'll come out at lap 67. He gets all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. I don't believe he made any contact with anybody else. What started that, Mike? He just lost the handle on the M&M's Ford, Barney. He was in a heavy pack of traffic. Didn't see any contact with anybody else. He just lost control. We've seen that a lot here this afternoon. He spun the car to the bottom. Everyone went to the top side, and we had a single car incident off the corner. We've had five cautions today, Barney, and four of them have been for incidents over in turn four. Apparently, that's a tricky part of this racetrack here today. Yeah, it's easy to break loose up there. Pace car makes the cut down on the pit road, pulling down into the pits. Here they come off turn number four. Green flag not yet in the air. Now it goes up, and Dale Jr. sets sail for turn number one. See if Kyle Busch can stay with him, along with Jimmy Johnson and Clint Boyer. Single file thus far in the corner. Nobody pulling out to pass, at least yet. Everybody heads for the bottom of the racetrack, with the exception of Casey Kane, who climbs the back in the number six position, tries to make a move on Jeff Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader, with a lot of company on his back door. Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Jeff Burton. Everyone goes to the bottom of the racetrack with the exception of Casey Kane, who tries to get the run on the outside. Haven't talked much today about Tony Stewart. Now he's the man on the move. Stewart just swept down to the inside of Scott Riggs, and now he moves up into the seventh position. Got a well before he can catch the rest of those cars up front as they head off to turn one. Right in front of them, they're too wide for the number six spot. Jeff Burton on the bottom. the spot. Burton will fall in line behind him, so move Casey Kane to the number five position. He'll climb the banking again at the entrance of turn number three. He'll go to work on Clint Boyer as Boyer goes to work on Jimmy Johnson. And Jeff Gordon, uh, not Jeff Gordon, but Jeff Burton tried to put a move on there to stay in that pack of traffic with Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Casey Kane as they go back into turn number one, but he's lost ground. Jimmy Johnson is under the gun now for third, Barney. Inside and out come the challengers. Down low, Clint Boyer muscles his way to the inside. They'll go They'll go side by side for that battle now. Johnson using the outside lane. Clint Boyer occupies the lane down low. Here comes Casey Kane. He looks to go up the middle. They almost stack him three wide off turn four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads. Kyle Busch is second. The battle is for third. It will be won by Clint Boyer, at least for now. Here's Jimmy Johnson pulling back to the outside. He'll re-challenge for that spot in turn one. Jimmy Johnson not done yet. Powers to the outside lane. Puts a wheel back up on Clint Boyer. Jimmy Johnson around this is the best battle on the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson around the outside of Clint Boyer for third. Boyer now back to fourth. Here comes Casey Kane, Jeff Burton, and hello, Tony Stewart. The Orange Home Depot Chevrolet arrives on the scene about a car length off the back bumper of Jeff Burton. Five cars locked up in that scramble for third place as they roll off forward. That back down to the start-finish line. Casey Kane's got to put a run on to take fifth place away as they work down into turn two. Casey Kane climbs the banking to the outside lane. He'll go side-by-side side now with Clint Boyer. Boyer down low in the Chevrolet. Kane topside in the Dodge. Inches apart on the back straightaway. Wheel to wheel for fourth with Kane having the advantage in the outside. So much so, he'll grab the position. He will sweep to the outside and grab that spot. Boyer now tries to rally back in the inside line. 
side-by-side for the fourth position, working up off turn number four. Clint Boyer buried right down at the bottom of the track, but Casey Kane's outside lane is going to work a little bit better. He'll pull around and hold off the charge by Boyer. Kane has the number four position. Clint Boyer, for the moment, will have to be satisfied with fifth. Sixth belongs to Jeff Burton, then Scott Rick, Tony Stewart, Martin Truex Jr., and Greg Biffle. Everyone single file to the back straightaway, but Tony Stewart now immediately goes to work on the rear quarter panel of Scott Riggs. Here's Stewart to the bottom of the racetrack as Riggs slides up the racetrack and gives him the inside lane. Tony has no agenda to, as far as the championship. He's out of the hunt there, but he certainly wants to win a few more races before the year is out. He's really hanging it out here in the early going at the Kansas Speedway. See if he can complete that pass on Scott Riggs in turn one. Wedges his way to the inside of the Valvoline dot. Tony Stewart on the hunt once again. Goes to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll take the spot away from Riggs. They'll take the seventh position away. Is behind them. Here's Martin Truex Jr. and Greg Biffle with their own private battle. Biffle faced a challenge off of turn number two from Truex. That quickly goes away. Biffle goes way up the racetrack. Almost collects the outside wall, and Truex dies for the bottom. Seems like if you get a little bit too high down in turns three and four, I saw this same situation with Robbie Gordon about three laps ago. That wall just kind of sucks you in. That's what happened there to Greg Biffle. But he's still up to speed. Matter of fact, still trying to hold off Martin Truex in turn two. Truex is on the hunt, and at the front of the pack, we've got a new leader. Kyle Busch swept to the outside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. to take the lead away. And they'll pull away by one. One car length, now two car lengths as Kurt Busch, make that Kyle Busch, goes to the top of the leaderboard. The clean air makes a lot of difference here at a mile and a half racetrack like the Kansas Speedway. Kyle Busch out front has pulled away some three or four car lengths, looking a little further backfield, beginning to spread out. The one driver that lost a lot of ground who had a caution earlier here out of turn number four, Jeff Gordon, is working his way back up to the front. He's all the way up to 10th over in turn two. Very methodically working his way forward one spot at a time. He's got the 10th position, about five car behind ninth place, Greg Biffle. He's just gotten around Martin Truex Jr., so Jeff Gordon on the comeback trail. All further up, Casey Kane feels a challenge from Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer, who led earlier this afternoon, wants to come closer to the front. He'll have to wait, though. This time he falls back in line as Kyle Busch has become the eighth different leader of the Banquet 400. Dylan Hart Jr. is second, Jimmy Johnson third, Casey Kane fourth, and Clint Boyer runs fifth. I told you a few moments ago that uh, Greg Biffle had a close encounter with the wall. If anything, it's helped that Ford Fusion because since that time he's gone by Martin Truex, he's gone by Jeff Gordon, and now he's passing yet another car up off turn number two. We'll follow his progress as that car has come to life here in just a few moments. Again, at the front of the pack, it's Kyle Busch, lap 83 in the Banquet 400. The Banquet 400 rolling along here this afternoon at Kansas Speedway. Glad to have you along for our coverage here on the Motor Racing Network. 87 of 267 laps are complete. Already there's been seven lead changes among eight drivers. Five caution flags have waved. Our chase contenders doing pretty well here so far this afternoon. Three of them at the top of the leaderboard right now. Kyle Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jimmy Johnson. That's the top three runners. Then you got Casey Kane. He's in fifth. Jeff Burton is sixth. Other chase contenders, Jeff Gordon back in ninth. Denny Hamlin runs 13th. Mark Martin 16th. Kevin Harvick is 22nd. And Matt Kenseth 26th. They had a bit of a scare. Some of them did, Barney, early on this afternoon. But so far, not uh, too bad for the guys who are running for the championship. Yeah, I think the one guy that has not been able to bounce back was Kevin Harvick. For some reason, I don't think Kevin earlier, he might have been taking his time to work his way up through the field. So I'm uh, probably drop out of some of those packs of traffic that we talked about earlier that might uh, did not want to be comfortable running there. So he dropped back a little bit. Bit, but right now, I think uh, running back in 22nd position, that uh, he's got 
The car is not to his liking. Why don't we just take a swift sweep through the pits brought to you by Craftsman Tools. They're the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman is available at Sears and get some updates down there. Adam Alexander. Let's start out with the leader, Bernie Kyle Busch. You talk about bad luck for chase contenders. Bad luck would put it mildly for Kyle Busch in the first two races. Problems at both New Hampshire and Dover have him 10th place entering today's race. 224 points at the start of the event behind leader Jeff Burton. No real pressure on him. Just go out, do what you can, try to lead as many laps as possible and win races. And he's doing that today and he's doing it with a brand new race car. They have tested this car in Kentucky, but it's never been on the track in competition. So far, so good. I think they're going to keep this one around a while. And let's talk about another chase contender, Kevin Harvick. A lot of problems in the early going. He avoided an accident, had to come down second, much quieter on the radio, and that's an indication that that Reese's Chevrolet perhaps starting to come around. Steve Post. The first driver not in the chase racing up on the racetrack is Clint Boyer. Driving the Jack Daniels Chevrolet up in position number four is crew chief Gil Martin reporting that the car was loose early, but it is good on the long run, and they are just preaching patience to their Ray Bestus rookie driver, telling him that the cars in front of them, if it holds out like it did on the first run, are going to start moving back to him, and he can work his way back to the front. This race car has been very, very good for this team. Last time out, a third-place finish out of California. And this team been very, very good. A lot's been made about Richard Childress racing and all the wins. This team here was eighth last week at Dover. So Clint Boyer having a nice ride here at his home state track at Kansas Speedway. Alex Hayden. Well, Steve, we can talk about Matt Kenseth, another driver in the chase for the championship. Started eighth, finds himself riding right now in the 25th position. His race car has been very loose from the drop of the green flag. At one point, they called it wicked loose. Still, the car very loose skating all over the banking out in the corners. Matt Kenseth looking for another pit stop to try to get another opportunity for Robbie Reiser and his team to tighten that race car back up. But for right now, just trying to ride to stay on the lead lap. Meanwhile, Tony Stewart, nothing to lose but all to gain, trying to get as many wins as possible in the next handful of races. Started 21st. He finds himself running ninth right now on the racetrack. Solid top 10 run going for Tony Stewart. He's been very quiet on the radio, which usually means the car's in pretty good shape. The occasional joke here and there to the team. That's about all it's coming from Tony Stewart as he's riding around in the ninth position. Another driver keeping an eye on is Greg Biffle. Started 29th. Finds himself riding in the number eight position. Greg Biffle been moving around trying to find the right line that his National Guard Ford wants to run. And I think they found it at the outside lane. Looking at uh, talking about Kevin Harvick a moment ago. He's back in 22nd position looking at some of his lap times. He's turning laps in the 34 second range and the, at least uh, probably the top 10 or 12 cars are running in the 33 second range. So he is he's losing some ground, but they've got plenty of time to get it dialed in. Uh, he's been very, very good all year long, especially over in that Bush Series and been pretty good over in the other deal. Yeah, just about uh, unbeatable, Kevin Harvick, uh, in the Bush Series especially. And as we've talked about Richard Childress racing, uh, just fantastic. Uh, Steve Post mentioned in our pre-race this afternoon the fact they've won the last six races they've entered between Bush and Nextel Cup Series races. So that team is red hot. And, of course, here's Clint Boyer, the rookie driver, had a great run last week at Dover International Speedway, finished in the top ten of the Nextel Cup race. And, of course, 
last Saturday, a week ago at Dover. He won the Bush Series race, his first victory in that series this season. So he's red hot as well. And, you know, maybe another first-time winner this year here today at uh, Kansas. It would be big for home state favorite Clint Boyer if he could pull it off. Right now, he's running in the fourth position. And let's mention a couple of uh, names that we don't typically see in the top 20 having a good run today. Barney, Dale Jarrett and Ken Schrader, both up there doing quite well. Schrader running in the 18th position. Dale Jarrett is in the 19th spot. They have not had a whole lot to smile about here in 2006, but so far today here at Kansas, things are working out great for those two Ford drivers. Yeah, and that J.J. Yaley's name, but then also J.J.'s been able to stay uh, up inside the top 15 and 20 for the better part of the afternoon. Been about 40 laps since they were on pit road, and we are really seeing the cars all over the racetrack, over in one and two, and, and also, especially up in three and four, Mike Bagley. Yeah, Barney, it's interesting to watch these drivers come into turn number three. I'm on a billboard about 45 feet in the air, and I can look right down into these cockpits when they come by me here. Number one, they're way at the racetrack. They're about five or six inches off the outside of the retaining wall. A good handful of the drivers, but watching them trying to get that car turned in these corners, they are just sawing back and forth on the steering wheel. It's all elbows and forearms for about half the field, who continue to get higher and higher here in turn three and four. Dave Moody, are they having that much trouble down there in front of you in turns one and two? Absolutely right they are, Joe. Matt Kenseth, it just seems like every lap is a different line. He's got his elbows up just trying to will that forward to the corner. Jeff Burton's machine looks like it's gone a little bit wacky in the chassis department over the last 10 or 20 laps. And now as the leaders begin to make their way through lap traffic, they're not going to have the luxury of picking the line they want. They're going to have to take the line that's left. So right now they are really fighting these race cars in both ends of the speedway. They would welcome a pit stop, but uh, they can go, uh, what, about 20 more laps at them before they come in? Yeah, Barney, all the leaders were in at lap 60. The window's somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 to 70 laps, so that would put us somewhere around lap 130, 125, 130, which is just over 20 laps from now. So these guys fighting tough handling race cars are going to have to fight it just a bit longer before they have an opportunity to get on the pit lane and make some adjustments. And while some guys are really fighting and other guys fairly happy, leader Kyle Busch has been pretty happy about his race car. We'll see what kind of changes they make, if any, when they come down pit road the next time. The driver that's making up the most ground out there would be Jeff Gordon. A moment ago, he was way back about 16th or 18th, and Dave Moody, all of a sudden, he's up into 6th. Got a pretty good race car right now, Barney. He's about 10, maybe 12 car lengths behind the Jeff Burton machine as he chases him down the back stretch to turn 3. Here he comes, diving down deep in the corner. He is one of the handful of drivers that can take his car to the bottom of the racetrack, and he's handling the best of anybody on the track right now. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard as we've reached lap 1. 105 of the 267 that make up the Banquet 400. Kyle Busch is the race leader by nearly a second over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jimmy Johnson runs in third. Clint Boyer still is fourth. Jeff Burton is in fifth. Jeff Gordon sixth. Seventh is Casey Kane. Tony Stewart eighth. Greg Biffle ninth. And Carl Edwards just breaking into the top ten. He's now in the tenth spot. Scott Riggs has fallen back to eleventh. Twelfth is Martin Truex Jr. Denny Hamlin runs thirteenth. Fourteenth is Casey Mears. J.J. Yaley fifteenth. Bobby Labonte, 16th. Ken Schrader soldiers on in 17th. Mark Martin is 18th. Dale Jarrett, 19th. And Brian Vickers has fallen to 20th. 21st is Kyle Petty. David Gilliland is 22nd. He's made a pretty good comeback after having problems and spinning the car out, coming off turn four a little bit early this afternoon. Matt Kenseth has dropped back to 23rd. Ryan Newman's 24th. Kurt Busch is 25th. 26th is Kevin Harvick. 
In 27th is Jamie McMurray, Jeff Green's 28th, Terry Labonte's 29th, David Scrimmy is 30th, Joe Nemechek is 31st, Tony Raines is 32nd, Travis Quapel would be 33rd, Dave Laney 34th, Michael Walter 35th, Sterling Marlin is 36th, Todd Cleaver 37th, Kenny Wallace 38th, Bill Elliott's 39th, Robbie Gordon is 40th, Chad Chaffin is 41st, Elliott Sadler, who is about 30-plus laps behind everybody else, spent some time in the garage earlier when he had a problem. He is showing in 42nd and out of the event and being posted 43rd is Reed Sorensen. That is a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Got to be a tough day for Elliott Sadler, Alex Hayden. The fact that uh, he's only been with Ray Everham a few weeks now, and they had some high hopes, had a couple of good runs, good qualifying efforts over the last few weeks, and came in today, as everybody did, hoping maybe this would be the time to kind of turn things around. Got off to a terrible start getting involved in a crash there on pit road. How's he responding to the team in this uh, adverse situation today? Well, Joe, they were sitting back in the garage area. He kept the window net up, but kept his finger on the button on the steering wheel, stayed in constant communication with team manager Chris Andrews. They started ninth today, Joe, and had a great race car of all places to have a problem on a very wide pit road. This is not where they expected to have it. And they had the problem with the right front of the race car. It completely tore the suspension off. All the sheet metal had to completely re rebuild the right front of that black and red Dodge for Ray Everham. But Elliott Sadler, disappointed, but I think there's a bright future in hand with him, Chris Andrews, and Ray Everham racing. Kyle Busch is the leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. second. Jimmy Johnson's third. Fourth is Clint Boyer, and fifth is Jeff Gordon. The rest of the top ten at this juncture of the race at lap 121 would be Jeff Burton. And we're seeing Kevin Harvick on the pit road. I figured the way he'd been dropping back, uh, he's going to bring that car down and see if they can make a few adjustments and help it a bit. Let's go down there. Car simply won't turn through the corner, Barney. Going to put four fresh tires on it. They are going to make a chassis adjustment in the right rear. Normally the Goodwrench Chevrolet, a black race car, but today Reese's the sponsor. Bright orange the color for Kevin Harvick. Left side tires going on. They wipe the grill. Routine green flag stop coming at lap 121. Down to Alex Hayden. Matt Kenseth on pit road to work going on the left side of the Milwaukee Ford. Two big turns of round of wedge trying to tighten that race car up. He's been loose all afternoon. As much Sonoka racing gasoline he can get in it, he fishtails it as he lights up the rear tires. Matt Kenseth down and away. Here's teammate Greg Biffle on pit road. The crew goes to the right side of the National Guard Ford. It'll be a four-tire change for Greg Biffle. Two turns on the track bar on the left side. It's quickly to the left side of the race car. The team goes. Four-tire change for Greg Biffle. He'll be down and away. Back to Adam Alexander. The Valvoline Stanley Tool Stodge of Scott Riggs is on the pit lane. They've got a brush riping off the grill. A hot afternoon. You don't want the race car to overheat. Scott also has had a hard time getting the car to go through the center of the corner. Four sticker tires, two Kansas and Oco fuel. He's down and away. This deep post. Casey the driver's Kane. making pit work here on lap 122. Dale Jarrett brought the UPS Ford in. Four tires, two Kansas Sunoco racing fuel. On 117, Robbie Gordon brought his Harris Chevrolet in. As they worked on down pit road, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. The Budweiser Chevy car rolls in. Tony Urey Jr. at the helm on the up of the pit box. The crew around to the right side of the car. The left side, or the right side jack goes under it. Earnhardt Jr. patiently sits behind the wheel of his Chevrolet. The crew now, the jack drops 
around to the left side. Left side tires going on. Left side tires underneath the car. Tires up on the car. The jack goes down, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. down and away to Adam Alexander. Lap 124, the Catwin Casey Kane, the pole sitter today, brought his Dodge down. Again, wouldn't turn in the corner. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Ken Schrader was also in at 124. Carl Edwards has worked his way into the top 10. He brings it down to lap 125. Four tires, fuel for the Office Depot Ford Fusion. And now the leader, the Kellogg Chevrolet of Kyle Busch is in. He's been very happy with his race car. Doesn't appear there's going to be any chassis adjustment as he makes his third stop of the afternoon. Right side, tires are on. They come to the left side. Second, can of Sunoco fuel going in. These routine green flag stops. The leader down and away. Other cars making stops in front of Steve Post. Martin Truex Jr. having a top 15 run has bought the Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet in. The crew around to the right side, now to the left side of the car. Also in, on this section of pit road, Bobby Labonte in. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. The Lowe's Chevrolet into the crew. Around to the right side, Chad Knauss, the crew chief. Going to be a chassis adjustment. They've been fighting a little loose on the inside or tight on the inside groove. Loose on the outside groove as they work around. A chassis adjustment. The crew around now to the left side. Directly in front of them, the Jack Daniels Chevrolet car. Clint Boyer, the crew already around to the left side. Four tires for Jimmy Johnson. Four tires for Clint Boyer. He's down and away. Back to Adam Alexander. Next Tell Cup point leader Jeff Burton gives up a spot in the top five to come down the pit lane. He, too, has been very fast on the racetrack. Four tires and fuel for him at 126. Four pit stalls behind him. Denny Hamlin. The FedEx Chevrolet tight. Won't turn. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Chad Chaffin also coming into the pit lane. And now here's David Gilliland on the pit lane. Let's cover that stop. The M&M's Ford has just left pit road. To the attention of the Robert Yates crew, four Goodyear Racing Eagles, two Kansas Sunoco Racing Fuel. Gilliland had that problem on uh, the racetrack there earlier on. They report that the car is pretty good. Their young driver doing a nice job in eighth, uh, his eighth start this season in the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Caution on the speedway. It happened over in turn two. Jamie McMurray lost the handle on the Irwin Ford, Barney. It had been a handful for about the last 15 or 20 laps. He'd scuffed the wall at the other end of the racetrack a couple of laps ago. Was really just hanging on for dear life. He lost the handle coming midway through turn two. Spun around, hit the outside retaining wall. A bunch of debris down on the racetrack as Jamie McMurray limps his way back to pit road. They're cleaning up over in turn number two where just a moment ago Jamie McMurray, who had had an ill-handling car for apparently the last 15 to 20 laps, got away from him going out of the corner over there and ended up in the wall. Caution coming out at lap 130. Green flag waves again. Kyle's on the gas. He pulls away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. by a couple of car lengths. Jr., Jimmy Johnson, and others having to deal with lap traffic in turn one. Brian Vickers, the first car in the lap down line, and then Kurt Busch. Kyle Busch does away with both of them. Vickers comes up the racetrack in front of Dale Jr., and that allows Kyle Busch to get away big time on the back straightaway. Dale Jr. and the Bud Chevy trapped in traffic. Kurt Busch to his inside. Brian Vickers directly ahead. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Can't bust out of that pack of traffic. He's just trying to tread water for now. That is a really a, a sad feeling when you get caught in that lap traffic back there. And all you can do is watch the leaders work away. Now Dale Jr. is going to dive to the bottom of the racetrack, get underneath the lap car of Brian Vickers, and set sail to catch the leader, Kyle Busch, in turn two. Dale Jr., I would guess none too happy with the gap he's got to make up right now. He's on the charge after fighting his way to the inside of Vickers. Jimmy Johnson sideways nearly got a piece of the wall as Clint Boyer is up under his rear spoiler. Yeah, 
Jimmy Johnson really had to get it collected coming off the end of turn number two now. Here's Clint Boyer to the inside. Dale Jr. almost bounces off the wall in turn number four. Jr. hangs on to it, though, and still has to deal with the lap traffic working him off turn number four. That's allowing Kyle Busch to pull away by even more. But Jr. has other problems. Kurt Busch is there, and so is Jimmy Johnson. Dale Jr.'s car got a little bit loose in turns three and four, and it's loose again here in one and two. He fights around the lap car, Brian Vickers, but now Jimmy Johnson is right there. Quite an intense pack of traffic now from second on back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been able to break free of the lap traffic. Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, Jeff Burton trying to do the same. The lap traffic of Kurt Busch and Brian Vickers, the fly of the ointment from driver's third on back. Tony Stewart tried to make a wild move coming off the corner and get underneath everybody. Wasn't able to pull it off as Kurt Busch kind of shut him down as they hit the front straightaway and go back off into turn one. Kurt Busch, the lap car down on the bottom of the racetrack with Tony Stewart right there in his tire track. They're going to go three wide for a moment. Clint Boyer slides to the bottom in front of Busch. Here they come off turn number two now, watching Clint Boyer race to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Fender out in front for Johnson, but here comes Boyer digging hard down low. Burton climbs the backing. Here comes Tony Stewart three wide right up the middle. We've talked a lot about how this racetrack has matured over the years, and Rusty, from what you've seen here today and the experiences you had here at Kansas Speedway, how much has this racetrack changed over the years? Well, I think the track is really widened out. We're seeing a lot of two wide racing today. They're running on the bottom of the track. They're running on the top. It seems like they're getting a lot of momentum off of turn two and off of turn four. But I'm really surprised today how many guys have missed the setup. You look at uh, Kevin Harvick. He's really missed it. They're talking about a right rear spring they've done a lot of work with. Is obviously not working in their car. They even talked about pitting and changing that spring under a pit stop. So a lot of things going on there. Real surprised how Matt Kenthis is struggling really bad all day. But Dale Jr. and Richard Childress' 07 car and Cal Bush, even though there are a lot of team members out there, they seem to have dominant cars today. I think the heat's uh, maybe this track getting slicker. Is that part of it? Well, Barney, I think, yeah, it could be getting slicker. And it is definitely hotter today than it was yesterday by about 10 degrees. But it, it is uh, bewildering to see some of these guys that have been so good in the early part of the chase for the championship get so far off right now. One guy, to me, that's been consistent through the whole three or four races so far has been Dale Jr. I've been watching his line all day long. And going into turn three and coming off of turn four, my gosh, I don't think he can stick a piece of paper between him and the wall. He's so close to that wall. Almost got a little while ago, but didn't. Let's follow up on that situation with uh, Kevin Harvick. Adam Alexander, are they thinking about changing a spring down there? Actually, they made a change, Joe, under that last pit stop. The car just simply would not handle for Kevin Harvick. He had complained about it throughout the day. There was one stage where they thought it was getting better, but it simply did not, just won't turn. So they have made the change. Crew Chief Todd Barrier standing on top of the war wagon, watching Kevin's every move on the racetrack. But it has been a tough day for Harvick here at Kansas. Rusty, why are we seeing guys going so much higher in turns three and four than they are in one and two? Well, a lot of, it's really opens up. As you come off of turn four, you go into the trial so you could enter higher there, and the track kind of opens up off of turn four. Unlike turn two, where you come off of turn two, it's a tighter part of the corner. So that's the reason you're seeing much higher in three and four. And plus, they're going to get a lot of momentum, guys, up off of turn four. It's going to make that 800-horsepower motor feel like about 900 horsepower. How bad do you miss this stuff? A bunch? Oh, I miss it a lot. I really do. I was just sitting next door going, God, I wish I could get in that two car. And it, it's struggling out there today pretty bad, and I love to get in there and see what wrong and try to fix it and then I I do miss it but uh, I'm happy with what I'm doing and you know it, it's a different perspective to sit up here and watch what these guys are going through I have a spin off a of turn for Matt Kenseth yep caution flag comes out as Kenseth spins it happened in front of Mike Bagley Matt Kenseth lost control of the DeWalt Ford one of the championship contenders in trouble Elliot Sadler went along for the ride as well no one else collected doesn't look to be any contact on the DeWalt Ford
here today at Kansas Speedway as we're getting ready to go back under the green flag. 118 laps remain in the banquet 400. And again, it's Clint Boyer at the front of the pack. Green flag comes back out. They race off to turn number one. Clint Boyer's going to race with Kurt Busch, the lap car down to the inside. Going to kind of hold him up a little bit over there in turn two. Kurt's going to give him a pretty good run, but Clint Boyer now gets it wound up in that outside lane. And Greg Biffle, the second place car, goes way wide, and he'll take a challenge and lose a spot to Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton now will go by Greg Biffle and grab the second position. Biffle falls back to third as race leader Clint Boyer now trying to fend off the advances further back. Kyle Busch works way up the banking, trying to get that Chevy hooked up there. Goes to work now on Kevin Harvick. He'll race with him coming down to the start-finish line. And a heavy pack of traffic ahead for Kyle Busch. A lot of lap cars still in front of him. Jimmy Johnson right in front of him. Tony Stewart, both of them lead lap automobiles. He's going to go three wide to the outside. Down low, David Gilliland. Jimmy Johnson in the middle. Kyle Busch way up high. Yeah, and he comes out of that throttle, too. Rethought that move. He almost wadded it up and put it in the outside wall. Here he comes again, though, charging to the outside of the racetrack. That's further back there. Three wide, almost four wide. A huge pack of traffic. Mid-pack on back. Boy, if something doesn't break loose in that pack of traffic, it'll be a miracle in the next couple of laps around here as they hit the finish line and go back off into turn number one. Casey Kane and Dale Earnhardt Jr. are right at the front of that pack. About 15, 18 cars knocking fenders in turn one. Casey's got to go three wide, try to get out of that mess. He can't do it. Three wide trying to bust out of the pack. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does exactly that. He will clear that pack of traffic, but Casey Kane, Carl Edwards, and others can't do the same. Here's Kane again to the top of the racetrack. They're still three wide in turn four. Carl Edwards works down to the inside. Trouble up in turn Rain four. It's Denny Hamlin around and into the outside wall. Crosses up, goes other way, keeps it off the fence, but Denny Hamlin and the FedEx Chevrolet loses control in turn number four. He also collected Reed Sorensen there for just a moment. Kind of bounced out. They made a little contact. Didn't do that much damage. Did not appear to Reed Sorensen's car. Let's go back over to turn three. That accident, Barney, could have been a whole lot worse than what it actually was. Denny Hamlin lost control of the FedEx Chevy on the high side of the racetrack, scraped the wall with the right rear of the car. It started to go around and was sideways for a moment, corrected it, then he came back the other way, was headed towards the outside wall with the nose of the car, did not make contact, and everybody was able to get by Denny Hamlin. Denny was just saying the other day, they have to approach these races in the chase knowing about anything can happen. You know, you can have engine failure or, or flat tires or anything to, to get you in trouble. And that same kind of stuff can happen here in Kansas. I mean, this is a track that, that is hard on motors, so you know, we got to make sure we do all the right things and uh, you know maintain our car well and, and be around for the finish. One little slip there for Denny Hamlin. Hurt a little bit. Not seriously, though. He did keep the car off the wall, but a spin, I'm sure. A scary moment for another of the chase contenders here this afternoon. Denny falls back in line in the 26th position. So, again, that could have been a whole lot worse. Tony Stewart's been getting a little stronger as the day goes by. Tony's currently up into six. And for the first time today, I don't think we've mentioned Mark Martin at all up inside the top 10 or even 15. Mark's going to restart in seventh. Dale Jarrett is up to eighth. Jeff Gordon is ninth. And Joe Nemechek is 10th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's been strong all afternoon, will restart in the 11th position. And the pole sitter, Casey Kane, will start in 12th. Green flag is in the air again here at Kansas Speedway. And Clint Boyer will bring him down to the line, getting on the gas, trying to get away from teammate Jeff Burton. Pulls out by two car links as they clear the lap traffic. Gets a good jump, clears the lap machine of David Gilliland. Jeff Burton does the same. Greg Biffle, now Jimmy Johnson. Now Kyle Busch to the outside as they exit two. And Clint
Clint Boyer drops down to the inside of the racetrack. Let's Jeff Burton have the lead as they race back to turn number three. Here's Jeff Burton going to lead that lap. Get those five bonus points as they come off turn number four. Jeff Burton moves down around him, takes the lead, comes off the line. All he's got to do is get the start-finish line, and he will pick up those points. But immediately as they come off the corner, Clint Boyer says, I want to come back up there and lead this thing. He goes after him in turn one. Oh, I think the teammate transaction is now complete. Jeff Burton got his lap led, and Clint Boyer decides it's time to get back on the pony and go. He immediately opens up a two-car length lead. Yeah, Boyer and Burton both have to get with the program because they've got four cars stacked up behind them that are on the hunt. Here's Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, and Tony Stewart in hot pursuit of the front two. Working now off turn number four, all in single file. Those front five, six, seven cars now finally breaking away from some of the lap traffic. Mark Martin, a little deeper back in the pack. He's still dealing with lap traffic. First clearing the car of Kyle Petty, now dealing with Robbie Gordon in turn one. Robbie Gordon has had a difficult afternoon. He's stuck the wall a couple of times, and he may get it again here. Way sideways somehow hangs onto it and gets it off to the back straight away, but they're banging behind him. Dale Jarrett gets sideways. Dale Earnhardt Jr. almost in the grass, and everybody sorts it out. Close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had to duck and dive to avoid the almost spinning race car of Dale Jarrett. Now, they did make a little bit of contact over there, but no damage apparently to either car. Dale Jr. comes out of that one just in pretty good shape. As he races back off to turn number one, he's got company for that position. He does indeed. Casey Kane right behind him. They'll stay nose or tails for the moment. A change for second place. Jimmy Johnson around the outside of Jeff Burton. Gets the spot off turn two and gets the second position. Now drives away by a car length. But the ambush on Jeff Burton is not over. Here comes Kyle Busch trying to track down the driver in the third spot. Kyle Busch right up on the bumper of Jeff Burton. Looked for a shot down to the inside of the track. Couldn't make it stick there. Now he peeks to the outside as they cross the start-finish line. Let's see if he can step up there and challenge for third. Kyle Busch will put his Chevrolet anywhere that Jeff Burton doesn't put his. And this time, it'll be outside lane. Kyle Busch charges hard to the high line. Give him third place by a nose. The outside lane will pay off for Kyle Busch. He'll grab third and now go after his teammate for second. Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch. Good battle there. Jeff Burton now trying to rally back. Clint Boyer, who is a leader, has opened up a lot of daylight. Eight-tenths of a second last time around. Maybe a little bit more than that this time as he crosses the line and goes back into turns one and two. It's a full second now over Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch. Along with Jeff Burton, that scramble still goes on in turn two. Second, third, and fourth are definitely under contention right now. Jimmy Johnson, a car length over Kyle Busch. Another car length back to Jeff Burton. Two more to Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart. Yeah, Greg Biffle now is starting to get some attention paid to his back bumper thanks to Tony Stewart. Here's Stewart working him over now. First to the low side. Now Tony goes around Biffle in the high lane. Stewart blasts right on by him. Just, I mean, just blasts right on by using the outside lane and grabs that fifth position. And starts closing in now on Jeff Burton. That'll be the next battle. Burton has the fourth spot. Tony Stewart closing in, doing it right down on the bottom of the racetrack where he generally likes to be if the car will do it. He is closing in now, just a couple of car lengths behind Jeff Burton. Yeah, he's pulled away now from the Greg Biffle car by about four, maybe five car lengths. Got three to make up on Jeff Burton. Here's the battle again for second. Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch separated by two car lengths. They remain that way as they come off the corner. Looking a little further back in the field, there is some wild racing going on at about 12th and 13th position. In that pack are Casey Mears, Kenny Schrader, Joe Nemechek, Martin Truex Jr., J.J. Yaley, and Carl Edwards. Really surprised that somebody hasn't ended up in the wall in that tussle as they go back down into turn one. Yeah, they've been swapping positions and a little bit of sheet metal as well, Barney. Kenny Schrader to the inside on Casey Mears. will try and complete that pass right behind him. There's three wide. J.J. Yaley, Carl Edwards in the middle of that one. The, the, the car that is 
started on the outside of row one this afternoon, and now he has problems. Adam? Came on the radio, said he felt a vibration in his Chevrolet. They are going to change four tires here. Right side tires have been changed. They come around and change left side tires. Bad news is they will still have to pit one more time. He's down and away. Unscheduled service for Scott Riggs at lap 165. And here's a battle for the lead. Jimmy Johnson swings to the outside of Clint Boyer, goes by and takes the top spot with 101 laps to go. Early this afternoon, we talked about some great moves by Tony Stewart. He had worked his way up to the top 10. Haven't heard a lot from him lately, but suddenly Dave Moody, he's starting to speak loud and clear. Yeah, and he's altered his line to do it, Joe. Tony has said that in his dirt track exploits, he's always one of the guys to go to the top of the racetrack and find the cushion on asphalt. Oh, there goes Clint Boyer all by himself. Second place automobile is around. He slaps the outside retaining wall. Trump first. Damage to the rear quarters of the Jack Daniels Chevrolet as everybody else sails by. Caution on the speedway. The ninth time this afternoon happened again in turn two. All by himself, Barney, as we've seen happen a couple of times among the front runners today. Clint Boyer running about ten car lengths behind the leader in second place. Just lost the handle midway through the corner. Drifted trunk first into the outside wall. Has done moderate damage to the back end of the Jack Daniels Chevy. Up front for the first time today, Carl Edwards. A two-tire pit stop put him in the lead for the first time. And now it's Tony Stewart chasing him along with Jimmy Johnson right behind. They work up into turn one. Around the lap car of Scott Riggs, Carl Edwards breaks free. Tony, Ed, uh, Tony Stewart does the same. Now Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch as the lap cars go three wide with Kyle Busch on the outside. Yeah, and Scott Riggs is in the middle. And he's going to the back. Hard to tell if he has a problem or what, but he's jamming up the front of the field. Everyone trying to scatter and get around the Scott Riggs car as Carl Edwards leads off turn four. Four wide back there where Scott Riggs is. They're just trying to avoid the car that's going backwards through the field, not up to speed like everybody else. He's trying to give way as much as he can, but he's boxed in by traffic on both sides. Hot battle for third place in turn one. Kyle Busch just wedges his way to the inside of the Jimmy Johnson machine. He'll run to the low side of the racetrack, side by side, and now three wide as they split Tony Stewart. Kyle Busch almost bounces off the side of Tony Stewart. Jimmy Johnson comes out of the throttle. Here's Kyle Busch to third. Make that to second. He slides up the racetrack. Stewart back to the bottom. Johnson comes in. They're almost three wide one more time. Kyle drifts up the racetrack in front of Jimmy Johnson. Johnson has to check up momentarily. And now they settle down in single file while Carl Edwards pulls off to a six-tenths of a second lead. Edwards loves what he's seeing in the rearview mirror because they are racing awfully hard behind him. Stewart on the bottom. In the middle, it's Kyle Busch. Climb to the outside of the racetrack, past the Home Depot Chevrolet, go to second. Jimmy Johnson trying to do the same. Johnson to the outside of Stewart for third. They race side by side to the corner. Kyle Busch gets away and takes over the number two spot. Tony Stewart preferred the bottom of the racetrack, and Jimmy Johnson uses the outside to get around and move into third. He dropped Tony back to fourth. That's a good tussle going off into turn number one and some good racing behind it. Indeed, the next couple of spots behind them are in contest as well. Jeff Burton has gone to the bottom of the racetrack. He pulls to the inside on Greg Biffle. A couple of lap cars right in front of them as they race the position. Behind them, here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. under fire from Casey Kane. Jeff Gordon is there as well, along with a couple of lap cars. Up front, battles on for second. Johnson to the inside of Bush. Jimmy pulls right down to the inside of his teammate, flashes on by. So Jimmy Johnson to second, Kyle Bush to third, Tony Stewart's three car links back, riding along in fourth. And as they settle down a little bit in second, third, and fourth, it's allowed them to reel in the leader, Carl Edwards, very quickly. Edwards down on the white line at the bottom of the banking. He's going to feel the heat. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. Edwards trying to shut him off. 
Side by side, they come down the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson with the better runoff turn two. Oh, and there's shovel on the back straightaway. One car goes around. It's Ryan Newman off the end of turn number two. Everyone scattering to avoid. Clint Boyer to the inside. Also, Kenny Wallace all scrambled to avoid the spinning race car of Ryan Newman. Caution on the speedway. It comes out at lap 180. Go back to turn three. Happened towards the tail end of the pack, Barney. Coming off of turn number two, Ryan Newman lost the handle once again on the all-tail dodge. Right in front of Kenny Wallace. Everybody had to fight for their piece of real estate. Everyone made it through successful as they tried to miss the spinning race car of Ryan Newman. That'll be the 10th yellow flag this afternoon. Again, it came out at lap 180. Jimmy Johnson is a leader. Carl Edwards is second. Kyle Busch is third. Tony Stewart's fourth. And Greg Biffle is fifth. Mark Martin is going to restart sixth. Jeff Burton, seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr., eighth. Casey Kane, ninth. And tenth is Jeff Gordon. Despite Ryan Newman's problems that he's had all day long, he is still showing on the lead lap in 26th position. Amazing. And Kevin Harvick, after struggling all afternoon, he's back up there close to the top 10, restarting in the 12th position. Good move for Harvick. They've been working hard on that car all day, and apparently, finally, it's starting to pay off. Other chase contenders, Denny Hamlin, who spun a while back. He's still up there in the top 20, currently 17th for the restart. And Matt Kenseth, after all the changes they've made, he is currently in the 22nd position. Going back under the green flag with 82 laps to go in the back. With 400, Jimmy Johnson leads the pack across the start-finish line. He's on the gas trying to get away from Carl Edwards. He does by a couple of car lengths, and now it's Kyle Busch putting pressure on Carl for second. First lap car downstairs is David Strummy. Top three clear him immediately, and immediately it's Kyle Busch on the attack. To the outside lane, challenging Carl Edwards for second. Kyle Busch climbs to the outside lane, puts the pass on Carl Edwards, grabs the spot, and now goes after race leader Jimmy Johnson. Midway through first three and four, Johnson leads by two car lanes. Carl Edwards not about to give up that spot. For a moment, he hung on to it at the bottom of the racetrack. His car's working real good there, but that two-tire stop, I think, a moment ago, is really going to hurt him before it's over. He goes back into one. As the laps wind down, Carl Edwards will have to pay the piper the longer we go on this run. The next guy he's going to have to worry about is Tony Stewart, who's right on the bottom and digging for third place. And behind Tony Stewart, you've got to worry about Greg Biffle just making a three-wide power move going into turn one. Last lap, he's in hot pursuit. Here goes Tony Stewart in front of him, though, going after Carl Edwards for third. Stewart's got a little ways to go before he gets to Carl Edwards. Let's go a little further back in the field where Casey Kane is in nearly a four-wide move off turn four. He and Dale Earnhardt Jr., along with Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, and Mark Martin, all trying to thread their way through heavy traffic. Martin tried to go three wide up the middle, decided not to try and push that point. He falls back. Here's Casey Kane to the inside on Dale Jr. with Jeff Burton right behind. Up front, Tony Stewart to the outside of Carl Edwards. He goes to third, and Stewart wants more. He wants the second spot from Kyle Busch as they race to the front straightaway. It'll take him a lap or two to get up there and, and get Kyle Busch in a position where he might be able to get around him inside or outside. Let's drop back again to that battle Joe was talking about a moment ago. It is a good one going back off into turn number one. Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Casey Mears, Martin Truex Jr., Jeff Gordon still in the mix over there in turn two. Dale Jr. leads the charge to the outside, moving around the lap car of Tony Rain. Jeff Burton right behind him. He's got Casey Kane to his inside. But the problem for Kane is Tony Rain's the lap car directly in front of him. Casey Mears to his outside. For now, Casey Kane is trapped in traffic. Kane running in the eighth position. He's got the lap car of Tony Raines in front of him, actually down to the inside. Casey Mears directly in front of him. That's allowing Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon to pull away. Jeff Burton is right there as well. They split out of that group. They've left Casey Kane a couple of car lengths behind. Kane with Mark Martin right behind him. Still trying to bust out of that pack. Jeff Gordon who looks down low. 
Further up, Greg Biffle drops to the inside of Carl Edwards. Side by side, Ford battle there. Greg Biffle will take the spot and now race in the fourth position. While all that goes on back there from about sixth place on back, the front of the field gets even further apart. Jimmy Johnson is pulled away from Kyle Busch by one and one-tenth seconds. Tony Stewart is a second and eight-tenths back. But they're not gaining any ground on Jimmy Johnson in turn two. Boy, a close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the front straightaway a moment ago. The lap car of Casey Mears went four wide to the inside. They put the squeeze on Jr. and he had to back the Budweiser Chevrolet out in a hurry. And now he is still trapped in that traffic. That's David Stremme around him. Also Robbie Gordon. For now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes into turn three. pulling up on Casey Mears, who's actually running in the seventh position. We've not talked about Casey all afternoon, so you kind of assume, okay, he must be a lap down, but he's having a great afternoon, and Junior's trying to chase him down in turn one. Junior's going to jump to the bottom of the racetrack, try and take some open racetrack, and use it to power his way under Casey Mears, but Mears will have none of it. Holds him off out of two. Texaco Havilland Dodge, very strong to the back straightaway, able to hold off Dale Earnhardt Junior by a car length, maybe two. As Mears goes up the racetrack in turn number three, Dale Jr. drops one lane lower, trying to get the better run. And Jeff Burton also goes right down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll gain another couple of positions as he moves around and heads back up to the front of the field. We have 75 laps to go. Let's take a look at the rundown. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Kyle Busch is second. Tony Stewart's third. Greg Biffle fourth. And Carl Edwards fifth as they mix it up on the speedway. Jeff Burton is sixth. Casey Mears is seventh. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ninth is Casey Kane. Rest of the top 20. Jeff Gordon is tenth. Mark Martin's 11th. Martin Truex Jr. is 12th. Kevin Harvick's 13th. Dale Jarrett is 14th. And 15th is Brian Vickers. 16th is Denny Hamilton. 17th is J.J. Yaley. Joe Nemechek's up to 18th. Bobby Labonte, 19th. And 20th is Kenny Schrader. Running in 21st is David Gilliland. Even after spinning earlier this afternoon, he's made a good comeback. 22nd, Kurt Busch. And 23rd is Matt Kenseth. Brian Newman, 24th. And 25th is Sterling Marlin. 26th is Travis Quapple. 27th is Clint Boyer. Bill Elliott runs in 28th. Dave Blaney is in 29th. And Jeff Green, 30th. 31st is Tony Raines. 32nd, David Stremme. Kyle Petty is 33rd, 34th Kenny Wallace, and 35th Scott Riggs. Robbie Gordon's in 36th, Terry Labonte is 37th, Todd Cleaver 38th, Michael Waltrip 39th, and in 40th is Chad Chaffin, 41st is Elliot Sadler, Jamie McMurray out of the race, scored 42nd, Reed Sorensen out of the race, he is in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 194. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Trouble in turn two. David Stremme up in the wall, grazes it with the right rear of the Lone Star Dodge. J.J. Yaley gets away a little bit tougher. He pounds the wall, has done some heavy damage to the left-hand side, particularly the left rear of the Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Caution on the speedway at lap 195. Let's go back to turn two. Two-car incident, Barney. David Stremme and J.J. Yaley. Stremme got away much easier. He's got moderate damage on his machine. J.J. Yaley, though, as he trails down the back straightaway, heavy damage left-hand side, particularly the left rear corner where he's pushed the trunk right up to about the rear window on that Chevrolet. Caution at lap 195. We're about ready to go back under the green flag. It will be 68 laps remaining in the banquet 400. Jimmy Johnson at the front of the pack. Here's a guy who really needs to turn things up after the first two races of the chase have not gone well for him. But can he stay up there? He's back under the green flag trying to pull away from Greg Biffle in turn one. Jimmy Johnson gets away by about a car length as they make their way around the lap machine of Jeff Green. Not a great restart for Tony Stewart. He's still about five car lengths back with a trunk full of Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
here. Lead lap cars working their way to the outside of the cars a lap or more down and watching the battle for the lead. Right now it's separated by four car lengths, but Greg Biffle's trying to shut that down. Jimmy Johnson goes to the top of the racetrack. Greg Biffle goes all the way to the bottom. Greg had a good run down at the bottom of the racetrack, but not quite good enough to get around Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's made that car work exceptionally well in both ends of the racetrack in the high groove for the better part of the day. Front six now have broken free, and the battle is at the front of the pack. Here comes Biffle down to the bottom. Plenty of open racetrack. Put the wheel to the inside, and we'll go side by side with Jimmy Johnson. Ford and Chevy wheel to wheel for the lead, leaning on each other, coming off the end of the back chute. Greg Biffle's Ford down low to the inside of Jimmy Johnson Chevrolet. Biffle with a fender out in front, slides up and tries to take the lead from Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle puts that Ford Fusion out front here this afternoon for the first time today and will lead at lap 201. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch was too fast on pit road. That's why he's not up front. He had to go to the rear for the restart. Greg Biffle in charge in the banquet 400 with 67 laps to go. J.J. Yaley is in the garage. Alex Hayden's with him. And J.J. not where he wants to be right now here in Kansas. What happened on the racetrack, J.J.? Uh, I got pinned in behind a 40 car. Uh, we were really good on the bottom. It wasn't as good on the middle. So uh, after I got pinned in there, I got underneath Shrammy going out front straightaway. Thought I had him cleared. Uh, he raced me back down front straightaway for some reason. And uh, as we went into 1-38, Dovin out of nowhere got me loose. And uh, from there, wrecked a brand-new race car. It's just real unfortunate. There's a lot of racing left to do. Uh, I don't know why Chevy was racing me so hard, but uh, yeah, you can't change much about it. We just have to go on next week. Certainly disappointed the Ray Bestis Rookie of the Year contender, J.J. Yaley, out of the race. Good race for the lead. It's swapped back and forth a couple of times the last few laps. Pick it up in turn one. Jimmy Johnson takes it away, coming out of four. Greg Biffle's got ideas about taking it back, coming out of turn two, but he's not quite strong enough on the bottom this time. Greg Biffle can't get it done coming off the second corner. He's got to fall back in line and follow Jimmy Johnson back to turn three. Jimmy Johnson now leads the way. Biffle in second. Here's Tony Stewart and Jeff Burton. They've gotten by Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had a problem last lap off turn number four. Further back in the field, Jeff Gordon works to the outside of traffic, trying to come back up to the front of the field. He's been outside the top ten over the last half hour or so, but now starting to work his way closer to the front of the field. And Denny Hamlin recovering from lost ground. He's up to 12th now. Hamlin's made a nice comeback from that earlier problem. He's down on the bottom of the racetrack, making his way underneath the Brian Vickers machine. He's been clawing his way through traffic. Right now he's trying to pass the Garnier Fruity Chevrolet of Brian Vickers. Further to the front, here's Casey Mears going to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. As the leaders go to the front straightaway. Hit the front straightaway and cross the line. Talking about Denny Hamlin at one point here this afternoon, I think they would have settled for maybe just anything inside the top 20, but have they bounced back all the way up to 12th? Pretty good day for them. Lead still a good one over a battle for the lead, I should say, in turn two. Got a car length between Jimmy Johnson and Greg Biffle. Ten more to Tony Stewart. Three more to Jeff Burton in fourth. Leaders starting to spread themselves out now. Everyone getting a little elbow room. Dale Earnhardt Jr., though, further back in the leaderboard. Getting some pressure from Casey Mears. Here's the Texaco Havilland Dodge closing in on the Budweiser Chevrolet. Mears pulls up on Dale Earnhardt Jr., looks to the inside of that Budweiser Chevy coming off turn number four. Not quite able to stick it down to the low side of the racetrack. He falls in behind him, looks again in turn one. Let's see if he can make the move. Not done with the challenge yet. He'll go to the bottom of the racetrack as Dale Jr. climbs the bank. Putting a wheel inside is Casey Mears, but he slips to a 
battle off two, and that lets Earnhardt get away. That's the battle for the seventh position. Earnhardt in seventh, Casey Mears in eighth. They come to the entrance of turn number three, two car lengths apart. Mears not able to gain any ground. He'll follow Earnhardt back to the corner. 28 cars still showing on the lead lap, despite that the, whole, the fact all day long, it's hard to believe how many cars had missed the setup here at one time or another, but there's still competition's been pretty good. Let's take a quick look at the top five. Jimmy Johnson hanging on to the lead. Greg Biffle trying to take it away from him. Tony Stewart's getting closer in third. Jeff Burton fourth, and Carl Edwards make up the top five. And Barney, surprisingly, not a whole lot of change as far as the championship point standings is concerned. Only two positions have changed from the start of the race this afternoon. Mark Martin has moved up to fifth, and Kevin Harvick dropped a spot into the sixth position. Otherwise, everybody is lined up exactly as they were coming in today. Jeff Burton's lead over Jeff Gordon is 37 points now. Matt Kenseth is in third, 80 points back. It's a total of 214 among the top 10 of the championship point standings as of this moment. We've had 18 lead changes among 12 different drivers today, and 11 caution flags have waved in the running of the Banquet 400. Jimmy Johnson's lead is now eight-tenths of a second over Greg Biffle. Out of the race, the cars of J.J. Yaley, Jamie McMurray, and Reed Sorensen. When we came on the air this afternoon, we talked about one of the keys maybe to winning or going to victory lane here, at least in and up with the top finish, was gas mileage. You had to play your cards pretty close on that one. Adam Alexander, where do we stand in that situation right now? Well, Barney, these guys are going to be very, very tight as far as uh, fuel mileage is concerned. They last pitted uh, at lap 196, and that would mean they would have to go 71 laps on a load of fuel. That's more than what anyone indicated they would be able to go prior to today's race. But I heard one crew chief talking about conserving fuel on this run, and if they're able to do that and maybe they get a caution, they may have a chance to go the distance. Meanwhile, the pit crew for Denny Hamlin on the wall, perhaps an issue with a FedEx Chevrolet. We'll follow up there in just a moment. Jimmy Johnson starts uh, trying to stretch out his lead a little bit. He's got up to seven-tenths of a second over Greg Biffle. After passing him back at lap 203, we're now at lap 211. And as we said, they're starting to spread out a little bit. Maybe the closest battle is Carl Edwards starting to sneak up on Jeff Burton in turn one. Yeah, he's right there now, and he will dive to the bottom of the racetrack, try to make the move on Jeff Burton, who's been running about a sheet of paper from the safer barrier all afternoon, and that'll keep him up front in the fourth position for the moment. That is the fight for fourth. Jeff Burton and Carl Edwards. Here's Burton at the entrance of turn three, swinging it way at the racetrack, and this time Carl Edwards will follow him through. Carl Edwards has made a pretty good scramble all day long. He got way behind a couple of times. We're giving runs down. I remember he was way outside the top 25, but they have bounced back pretty good. His cup season has been kind of up and down, uh, kind of hit and miss, as we've said uh, from time to time. But he's doing pretty well here today. Barney, Denny Hamlin's coming off the pace, hitting the pit lane. Lap 212 for Denny Hamlin, who spun earlier this afternoon back at lap 152. He was maintaining a spot in the top 15. Now he's headed to pit road. Let's see what the story is there near the 30th position earlier today, Joe, when he had that issue you talked about spinning on the racetrack, a vibration on the car, so they elected to come on down and make the pit stop. Chassis adjustment in the right rear, gives up a position in the top 15 for this unscheduled stop. That's the bad news. The good news is they can go the distance from here on fuel, and if everyone has to come down and this thing stays green, he could be okay, 
but a tough break at this point for Denny Hamlin. Unscheduled service at lap 213. Things work out. A bad thing could become a good thing for rookie driver Denny Hamlin. Jimmy Johnson leads Greg Biffle. Jeff Burton is third. Tony Stewart fourth and Carl Edwards fifth. The good race now on the back straightaway is from sixth on back. Casey Kane, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Mears there. Here goes Earnhardt to the top of the racetrack. Trying to squeeze around the outside of Casey Kane. He'll do that in turn four. What Dale Jr. has done everything but scrape the wall up there, but really made that car work. Got a good run through the corner, and he'll get around Casey Kane to take over the position. Going back into turn number one, he has picked up sixth place, dropping Kane back to seventh and Casey to eighth. Casey Mears in the number eight position, just following in the tire tracks now of Casey Kane. He'll take a look to the inside, but not close enough to make the challenge off two. Single file formation down the back straightaway for that battle there as Casey Kane feels the heat from Casey Mears. Everybody goes to the top of the racetrack. Junior almost scrapes the wall. Kane almost does the same, and Mears cuts it to the bottom. Seventh place battle we're talking about now. Casey Kane trying to hold off Casey Mears. Behind them by maybe a full second, I guess, is Jeff Gordon. And once again, he's starting to close in. Trying to reel in that pack right now and make the late run right in front of him, though. The battle is heating up. Casey Mears is on the attack, working all over the back bumper of Casey Kane. He's trotted on the outside, and he's trotted down to the inside. And for now, he has to follow the UAW Dodge Dealers Dodge off the end of the back straightaway. Now Casey Kane slides up. Here's Mears again, cutting it to the bottom, trying to get a fender up alongside. Casey dropped down to the inside, tried to get a run coming off the corner, couldn't do it, and just moves in on the rear bumper of Casey Kane as they go back to turn number one. Let's see if that one's over. Kane runs right up on top of the racetrack, inches from the wall. He'll give Casey Mears everything else to the left-hand side, but Mears just unable to get the momentum downstairs. That's because Kane is just so strong off the corners, and as they race down the back straightaway, Michael Waltrip makes contact with the wall here at turn number three, sorts it out and continues on, but the battle continues between Kane and Mears. Mears looks to the inside, coming off turn four, tries to plant his car there. It will not stick. He'll fall back in line behind Casey Kane for now. A little bit further back is Martin Truex Jr. He's riding along in the 10th position, coming off his best finish of the year last week at Dover International Speedway, where he finished in the 6th position. It's not a, not a bad day at all today for Martin Truex Jr., is it, Steve Post? Now having a nice run here, really, really steady, and they wanted to keep that momentum from last week. That 6th place won his career best finish thus far in his Ray Bester's Rookie of the Year season. A lot of people had him penciled in as the rookie champion. Little did we realize that Denny Hamm would be such a such a super rookie but Martin having a nice run here they've been fighting a tight condition on the Bass Pro Shop Tracker Boat Chevrolet that means the nose of the car wants to slide up and they keep working on it Kevin Bonoman and his crew chief they've been together for a few years have won a couple Bush Series championships together have a lot of history together and they're working on it right now looking at their second straight top 10 finish with a good run here this afternoon at Kansas a pretty good run all day for that matter kind of looking back at the points chase we were talking about a moment ago Jimmy Johnson is one of the drivers Joe told you that really needed to gain some points here. He had had a couple, well he had one really bad finish, finished 39th and he had a 13th place finish that had dropped him all the way back to 8th in points. He was one of the drivers that really needed to make up some ground here today. Casey Kane was another. Casey was 9th coming in today. He had had two finishes of 38th and 16th and Kyle Busch was back in 10th. He had had the worst finishes, two in a row to speak of, 40th and 38th. 
but he's going to end up and pick up maybe a little bit of points here today. But for Jimmy Johnson, it's going to be a big day if he can stay up there and go to victory lane. Exactly what the doctor ordered for Jimmy Johnson to try to bounce back. As we said, you know, he was so strong for most of this season, led the championship point standings for most of the way throughout the summer months. And then when it really matters, things have started to go awry for the Lowe's team. They've only had one top 10 in the last seven weeks, and that was at Bristol Motor Speedway where he finished in the 10th spot. A lot of bad luck there. So hopefully they've caught up with things and uh, got it all turned around at Hendrick Motorsports when it matters most here. We're down to seven races to go after today's Banquet 400. 41 laps remain to be run. Make that 40 laps right now as we take a look at the scoreboard here. They're winding down to 40 laps to go. Still the question up in the air, if this race stays green, will somebody gamble out there on fuel? We're down to 36 laps to go. No change in the top 10 for the moment. Still Jimmy Johnson very much in command at the front of the field. Jeff Burton's been trying to run him down, but he's got a long ways to go. He's four and eight-tenths seconds behind him. Greg Biffle is even further back in third. Tony Stewart. Tony's put on a pretty good show here this afternoon. He currently up in fourth, and Carl Edwards is fifth. And Dave Moody, you've had a chance to see him make some of those moves over there. He, He'll always do one or two moves in every race he's in. I don't care if he's leading or whatever. There'll be an, an opening there that you think nobody's going to get through. He'll take it, and he'll make it. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's good to take your breath away about twice every afternoon, Barney. Been right on schedule this afternoon as well. Fun to watch. Even when the leaders get spread out, he's running by himself. You watch him long enough, and he'll make a move getting through lap cars that will just amaze you. Kyle Busch has moved up to 15th now, and Jeff Gordon has picked up a spot. He and uh, Casey Kane had a good race going on for eight for about uh, four laps there. Jeff finally got by, and now he moves up a spot again in the eighth position. Jimmy Johnson, though, continues to lead. Get ready for fall at the NASCAR.com Superstore. You'll find the largest selection of officially licensed NASCAR outerwear. You can find your favorite driver jacket and everything from leather to twill in men's, ladies, and youth sizes. Plus, for one week only, you can get free shipping on select outerwear styles only at the NASCAR.com Superstore. Well, we told you there was likely that we would come down to a fuel mileage situation here today. And the question now in everyone's mind, can anyone make it to the finish with 33 laps remaining? Let's find out as we take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman. Craftsman tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman available at Sears. Adam Alexander, anybody in your area going to run for it? Well, not that I know of, Joe. Most of these guys saying they definitely are somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five laps short. And when you look at guys who are in contention for a championship, the last thing they want to do is chance it on fuel. I talked to Scott Miller, crew chief for Jeff Burton. He said they're short. I talked to Todd Barrier, Jeff's uh, crew chief for Kevin Harvick, Jeff's teammate. He said they are five laps short. So those guys won't take a chance. Now, Wally Brown is the crew chief for Carl Edwards. He said they are two laps short, not a chase contender. Perhaps someone like that would roll the dice and go after it. But you can well bet those guys in the top ten who are assured they can't make it all the way will come through, splash the fuel tank, maybe take two tires before this race is over. But I don't think any of the chase contenders are going to try to go the distance. Steve Post? Adam, it's the same story here on the midsection of pit road. Chad Canal saying about five laps short. He's the leader. A lot of times they follow the leader. Chad has to figure out what to do. Do you wait, come in late, put yourself in a spot where someone comes in early and maybe gets a faster race car and gets up there and challenges you? The problem with coming in early is you come down pit road and have a caution that sets you back. It's a big, big decision that Chad Canal 
process to make, but I, I'm with you on it. None of the chase drivers here on the midsection of the pit road, I believe, can make it or nor willing to take the gamble. Everybody was hoping for maybe a caution or two. That might have made it more of a question, but I do believe you're going to see them all on pit road. I think you might see some gas only and two-tire pit stops here as we come down the stretch run. Alex Hayden? Well, Steve, one of the first ones we expect to see down here making a short pitting effort will be Matt Kenseth. They've been struggling all afternoon. It's been well documented. They just fell a lap down, and after all those pit stops, they just now go a lap down, so Robbie Reiser gets up. Cruz traps the helmets on to get the pit sign out. They're going to try to short pit. Nothing to lose here. They've worked their way up to the 22nd position. Other drivers were keeping an eye on a great run today for Casey Mears. Started 33rd. He's got the Texaco Haviland Dodge up to the number 7 spot. He was 8th here last year. Comes in 15th in points, and now Jeff Gordon has a problem on the front straightaway. Jeff off Gordon the off the pace coming across the line. He had just picked up a couple of spots, was closing in on seventh place Casey Mears, and now he slows on the racetrack. Again, one of the championship contenders in trouble. Jeff Gordon is off the pace. We'll follow up there in a few moments as he tries to limp back around the racetrack. I don't know if he's going to make it or not, Dave. Running very, very slowly, Jill. It, it appears that the car is not under power. As he passes our position, the lights are out under the hood of the DuPont Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon rolling at about uh, maybe five miles an hour at the end of the turn number two, and it's going to be a long roll back to pit road. Let's go to his pit. And the problem with Jeff Gordon reporting on the radio, I have no fuel pressure. Jeff Gordon pitted back on lap 197. They filled the fuel cell up. He should not be out of gas. They should have enough gas to go at least 15 or 20 more laps. Jeff Gordon on the radio says no fuel pressure in the DuPont Chevrolet. Agonizingly creeps into turn number three. Not real sure he's going to be able to make it all the way back to the pits. He's on the apron of the racetrack over there, the, the uh, road that leads into the pits. He's still moving, but very, very slowly. Mike's he going to make it? Uh, hard to tell, Barney, but wait a minute. Help is on the way. Here comes Terry Labonte, a Hendrick Motorsports teammate, comes off the racetrack, and he's going to push Jeff Gordon to pit road. Jeff Gordon probably would not have made it back to the pit lane, but now he gets assistance from Terry Labonte, who's driving the number 44 GMAC Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports today. Well, AAA service here at the racetrack. Help from Terry Labonte pushing Jeff Gordon in pit road in front of Alex Hayden. And this crowd here at Kansas Speedway on their feet applauding and cheering Terry Labonte's effort. The hood is up on the DuPont Chevrolet. They put gasoline in it. Jeff Gordon communicating with some of the team members. Crew still trying to figure out exactly what the problem is. Diagnosing the situation. Now they're going to reach around. Not quite sure what the problem is, Joe. They're still trying to diagnose what it is. A couple of the crew members' heads begin to shake back and forth. The engine comes to life down here on pit road. Jeff Gordon, after getting a couple of cans of Sonoka racing gasoline, is down and away. Meanwhile, just in front of him, here comes Matt Kenseth. Kenseth on pit road. He'll go to the right side. The team does. It'll be a four-tire change. Chassis adjustment for the new Ford. Matt Kenseth on pit road as Jeff Gordon goes by. Now Gordon makes the left turn. Jeff Gordon going behind the wall as Matt Kenseth, another championship contender, is down and away. Gordon is out on pit road, but the car apparently has stalled again. I'm sure the crew is shaking their heads. What in the world could be wrong? As they said, they had probably another 15 laps of worth of fuel or should have the way they figured it. But apparently this problem is not just uh, out of fuel. It is in the engine and it will not fire, apparently, because it has died and stalled on pit road. Now they're pushing him back up to his pit down there. Let's go back downstairs. And here comes the team. It's going to be the Hendrick teammates of Terry Labonte's team. They got the assist from Labonte on the racetrack. The Terry Labonte pit 
crew now helps push the DuPont Chevrolet back. Not back far enough. They have to push it back one more time to make the left-hand turn behind the wall. It's a team effort for Hendrick Motorsports. They continue to pour ether down into the air cow, trying to get something to make that engine fire. They make it stop right here, and quickly the trunk goes up. They're looking at the where the fuel filter is. Other problems with Jeff Gordon now is the crew looks underneath the hood and the trunk. Jeff Gordon behind the wall at Kansas. Joe, he had looked like he had bulletproof in the first two races mm -hmm. for the Nextel Cup. He had finished third in both of those. Bad, bad day for him here. All the riders were saying Jeff Gordon's got to look out for him. He's a sleeper. He'll sneak his way back in. He'll go to Kansas where he's won twice before. It just goes to show you never can tell anything can happen in this game. And for Jeff Gordon, a championship contender, a huge setback here today. Again, seven races to go. He's got a chance to make up for it. And especially uh, in his favor, the fact, as you said, his first two races in the chase did not have that bad a result. Greg Biffle going to be one of the first cars of the uh, drivers out there on fuel to come in and get a tank of fuel. Let's see if we can get a quick word about his stop. Morning, it was lap 249 for Greg Biffle. Right side only tires and putting the fuel in it enough to get to the distance. Doug Richard and the crew have sent their driver back up onto the track. He's good to go to the finish of today's race. Alex Hayden is back in the garage where Jeff Gordon's car has been pushed. They're still working on it. Hope it, to get him back in there even to make a few laps. Indeed they are, Barney, but uh, actually the bad news is now Jeff Gordon's just taking the helmet off. Helmet is off, steering wheel has been slammed up on the dashboard. Crew continuing to look up underneath the hood. They did pop the trunk, look up underneath there, undid a couple of fuel lines where the fuel filter is, thinking it may have been clogged, but it was not. Gasoline was running there, and they're back concentrating under the hood. But Jeff Gordon has the helmet off, steering wheel is off. He's wiping his face down. Jeff Gordon very dejected as he still sits aboard the DuPont Chevrolet. We talked about fuel mileage being an issue here, but again, this is very, very early for that to occur. As uh, Adam Alexander reported, it should be about uh, maybe five laps short on the fuel in this situation with Jeff Gordon was not related to the fact that they were getting close to their window to come in. Something apparently has gone wrong in the fueling system on the DuPont Chevrolet. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the pit road to make his final stop of the day. I'm sure that uh, Gordon's problem has certainly uh, risen with fear in all these guys about maybe any thoughts of going all the way. Jr., the first of the guys up front to come in and make a stop. He's in front of Steve Post. He hits his mark. The crew around to the right side. One can of Sunoco Racing Fuel is already inserted in the car. Going to be right side tires. Just the one can of Sunoco Racing Fuel. The crew gets out of the way. Jr. accelerates down and away. Dale Earnhardt Jr completes his pit work here at Kansas on lap 253. And we should see more pit stops coming up here very shortly because we're down to just 14 laps remaining to be run. Tony Stewart's worked his way around Carl Edwards a little bit earlier. He's now scooted up into third place. Back to quick look at the top five. Still Jimmy Johnson the leader. Jeff Burton running second. Tony Stewart third. Carl Edwards fourth. And Casey Mears the rest of the top five. Here's Martin Truex Jr. on pit road. Truex, another one of the DEI car, brings the Bass Pro Shop tracker boat Chevrolet in. It looks like it's going to be a similar pit strategy there. Right side tires, one can of racing fuel. Martin Truex down and away. Martin Truex Jr. will take his car back onto the racetrack. We're looking to see where Jeff Gordon is going to sandwich in right now. Out of the race, he is back in 39th position. And uh, don't know. If, I don't think he's going to lose another spot because there are enough laps left. Only 13 remain to be run. So he's not going to lose all that much. And he can afford, because as we said a moment ago, his two, two chase races thus far has finished third in both of those. And you can have one bad finish and still have a shot at the championship. 
In the case of uh, Kyle Busch, moving up even more throughout the field, he's had two bad races, and so he desperately needs a good one today, and currently he's in the ninth spot. Here's Kevin Harvick coming off the racetrack. He'll make his final stop on lap 255. He's rallied back from a lot of early race problems and an ill-handling race car, Joe. 255, the lap number when Harvick will come in. Right side tires only. They top off the fuel tank, and the Reese's Chevrolet rejoins the field. Still waiting for Jimmy Johnson or Jeff Burton or Tony Stewart or Carl Edwards or Casey Mears, the rest of the top five, the way they're running right now. Then Casey Kane is back there in sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Dale Jarrett is eighth. Dale's going to have a good finish here today. In ninth is Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers has worked his way up to tenth. Let's go down to Alex. Jeff Gordon sitting on the back of the hauler. Jeff, what's the problem? I don't know. Uh, you know, we just lost fuel pressure some way, somehow. It wasn't the, the camshaft, which is what we thought might be originally, but... Uh, you know, it's a disappointing day, obviously, and, and you know, we're going to we gotta go for broke now. You know, we don't have a choice, and it's unfortunate. We were, you know, had two good star finishes, uh, the first two, and now we don't, and so we're in the same boat as the rest of those guys back there. That's Jeff Gordon, obviously dejected as he sits on the hauler back here in the garage area. Tough break for Jeff, but his teammate's doing really well. Jimmy Johnson continues showing the way and has a four-and-a-half-second lead over Jeff Burton as we're down to ten laps to go in the banquet 400. Tony Stewart's third, Carl Edwards fourth, Casey Mears is fifth currently with Casey Kane sixth, Mark Martin seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth, Ninth is Kyle Busch and 10th, Brian Vickers. Clint Boyer runs at 11th, David Gilliland 12th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 13th, Greg Biffle 14th, and Ken Schrader runs in the 15th. That's where they are with now nine laps to go and more lead lap cars coming down the pit lane. Here comes Jeff Burton and David Gilliland. They'll make their stops at lap 258. Jeff Burton slows down to 35 miles per hour, heads down to make his final stop of the day just for fuel, and I'm sure they'll send him back on his way. Let's cover the stop. One week ago, a winner at Dover. Richard Childress got his 15th win of the year yesterday when Harvick went to victory lane in the Bush race. It's going to be right side tires for Jeff Burton and top off the fuel tank looking for another top five finish and a chance to maintain the points lead. Burton away at lap 258. Waiting right now, getting uh, down to just eight laps to go as to see if Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, maybe uh, Casey Mears, Casey Kane, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers, all of those guys likely to have to get on to pit road. Now, they were telling us down on pit road a moment ago there was no way to go the distance here at this racetrack from the last pit stop they had made, but we have, over the years, been known uh, for some of the crew chiefs to say they couldn't make it and then stay out there. Now, whether they will or not, we'll have to wait and find out, but the laps are getting down to just a handful left, seven to go. Seven laps to go, and we'll see if uh, Jimmy Johnson can score the victory here today, which will be a huge turnaround for him. Let's check in with Alex Hayden. Well, Joe, right now the first card in the poker face going on down here on pit lane is played by Greg Zipidelli, Tony Stewart's team. They say they can make it now. They're about a half lap shy. He's been saving fuel. Tony Stewart has. They're going to save for a couple more laps, and they're going to tell him to go for it. So Tony Stewart and the Home Depot Chevrolet are going to go for it and try to steal a win on fuel mileage. Tony can gamble a whole lot more than than the chase contenders can, that's for sure. Yeah, Carl Edwards um, on the attack. It looked like he was. Instead, Carl will come to pit road, and indeed, Tony stays on the racetrack, makes a real quick move down to the inside to get by Ryan Newman. He stays on the track. We're down to six laps to go as Carl Edwards comes in, makes his stop. Kurt Busch also comes in to pit road, and again, these cars uh, not contenders in the chase for the Nextel Cup. Let's follow Tony Stewart as he continues to make his way around the racetrack. Here he comes off the end of the back straightaway. Well, trouble for Casey Kane 
Green coming on to pit road. He spins his Dodge. The car loops around. Jimmy Johnson was coming down pit road. He saw Kane spin, and Jimmy pulls back on the racetrack. It's right in front of Alex Hayden. And Casey Kane creepingly coming through the grass. He cannot get the car fired. Here comes his teammate teams from uh, Elliott Sadler's crew trying to push him. Casey Kane may be out of gas. The team trying to push him down towards his pit. Casey Kane spit all the way down towards turn number one. Elliott Sadler's team member trying to push him down. Now a can of ether is in the hand and a sprint is on trying to get Casey Kane to his pit box. Trouble again for one of the championship contenders. Couldn't tell what made him spin up there. Just looked like he's going to make a normal pit stop and all of a sudden the car looped around. Now here comes Jimmy Johnson in to make a stop. He's not going to gamble. Has a long ways down to his pit. They're still pushing Casey Kane and the laps are winding down in a hurry. Now we're down to just four to go. Jimmy Johnson's going to head for his pit. Let's cover the stop. Barney, he's not going to gamble, but this is going to be a timely stop. This particular stop may not be timely. Two cans of fuel, two tires on the right side, Sonoka Racing Fuel. The problem is the last time around, Jimmy Johnson was on the apron, ready to come to the pits. He'd already slowed down out on the racetrack when the Casey Kane car spun in front of him. Johnson hooked it right, went back up onto the speedway, but he gave up. All of that speed carried around the racetrack, so it is going to be interesting to see if that may have cost the Lowe's team the win here this afternoon. So Tony Stewart gets the lead. We're down to three laps to go. The question is, does he have enough fuel? He's over in turn two. And he is just riding right now. He is letting Dale Earnhardt Jr. power by him on the outside. Greg Biffle will go next. Stewart just trying to milk that Chevrolet home. He is trying to get every ounce of fuel he can out of that fuel cell. He lets Dale Earnhardt Jr. go. Now he lets Greg Biffle go. He's got about a half a lap lead over Casey Kane. Down to three laps to go. It'll be two when they cross the line here one more time around. Let's go downstairs to Adam Alexander. Well, Casey Kane was able to make his stop, Barney. Elliott Sadler, as you heard Alex Hayden talk about his crew, Casey's teammate pushed him partway down pit road. Then the Scott Riggs crew jumped over the wall and helped push. Casey was in the number one pit stall, so they had to push him the entire length of pit road. That's somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 feet. They were able finally to get him into his pit stall, top off the fuel tank, but a tough break for Casey Kane. Tony Stewart works off turn four, comes down to the line, and we'll see the white flag with one. One lap to go this afternoon. One more try. One more trip around this mile-and-a-half track, hoping the fuel will hold out. He's in turn one. Just try to nurse the Home Depot Chevrolet home. Any slower, he might be able to get out and walk off the top of turn number two for the final time. Tony Stewart looks like he's out of gas. He begins to wobble on the back chute. Stewart has run dry. He has run dry. He is down to the inside and off the pace. His lead now, a half a lap over Casey Mears and the Home Depot Chevrolet slowly through turn three, trying to make it to turn four, trying to make it to the checkered flag. Tony Stewart comes rolling slowly off turn number four, trying to make it back to the start-finish line. Casey Mears in position maybe to steal one today. It's not going to work. Tony coasts across the line. He will win the Banquet 400. Casey Mears apparently is also out of fuel. He's rolling slowly off turn number four, an opportunity that went up in smoke. He could have won his first victory in the next Cup Series. Instead, Casey Mears also runs out of gas. What a wild one today. Tony Stewart wins. Casey Mears second. Mark Martin finishes third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Jeff Burton comes in in fifth. Let's go to pit road. Greg Zipadelli, they needed 71 laps. You got 70 and a half laps. Congratulations, Greg. Oh, that was close. But we had nothing to lose. You know, the pressure's off us right now. And, uh, 
you know, we went to Loudon and we said we were going to win, and we've kind of had that attitude to do whatever we can. We can take those chances, and, uh, you know, we did what we had to do today. Uh, proud of this team. They had a great job. We had a really good car. I mean, we had a top three, four car all day. Um, 48 definitely was a class of the field there at the end, but uh, we did what we had to do. He did what he had to do, and uh, I had to go see my boys. Greg Zipidelli, Tony Stewart, and the Joe Gibbs Racing Home Depot Chevrolet are headed to Gatorade Victory Lane at Kansas. Plays the fuel strategy and picks up the victory. Tony Stewart wins today, and Casey Mears equals his best finish of the year. A second-place run of the Daytona 500. He's second today here at Kansas Speedway. Back at Kansas Speedway this afternoon, a race that we said at the beginning of our broadcast could very well come down to fuel mileage. That's exactly what it did. Tony Stewart rolls across the line, beating Casey Mears, who also rolled across the line, both out of fuel at the finish. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. 27th career win for Tony Stewart of the Nextel Cup Series. You've won races at every level, Tony. Is this the first time you've crossed the start-finish line with no gas in a fuel tank? Uh, the first time in the lead, so uh, you know we, you know that's the thing about not being in the chase. We can roll the dice, and Zippy said, "What do you think?" And I said, well, "You know, we might as well go for it." So, uh, but he was really hammering on me hard to save fuel, and uh, uh, didn't realize how big a gap we had there. I mean, when we lost the 99 there, the eight was behind us, and I thought he was for a position behind me. So, uh, just uh, you know, I raced last night with a dirt late model, and my ears were still ringing this morning, and I couldn't hardly hear him all day. So. Uh, Part of that's my fault, but um, you know, when I finally realized we had a 13 or 14 second lead, I was just running part throttle all the way around and you know letting the seconds click off, but you know trying to just keep momentum in case it did, in case it did run out of fuel, we were going to at least be able to coast as far as we could. So uh, pretty happy about that. I mean that's cool for this team. I mean we uh, we're missing being in the chase, trust me, but it's nice to uh, you know finish the day up here with a win and uh, uh, you know good weekend for me with fourth in the Bush race, second in Knoxville in the dirt late model last night and. Uh, you know, first tonight. So uh, Old Spice and Bass Pro Shops and Home Depot and Chevrolet, we all had a good weekend this weekend. At what point on the final lap did you know you were out of fuel? And at that point, did you think your day was done? When the fuel pressure gauge was on zero and it was dying. So uh, he just kicked it in neutral and, and, you know, let it coast. I mean, these things being 3,400 pounds, they'll coast a long way. So, uh, you know, the longer I kept it in gear without power, uh, the more it was just slowing the car down. So, uh, you know, as soon as it went flat, I was quick to just, uh, you know, push the clutch in and kill the ignition and kick it out of gear and just sit there and ride it around the apron and hope I was, uh, you know, ahead long enough to, to beat those guys. A lot happened prior to that last lap, a hot, slick day. How much did you battle the race car today? Um, quite a bit, actually. I mean, we were really tight at the beginning of the race, and, and I'm so proud of these, these guys on this Home Depot team. They worked so hard. The pit crew guys had an awesome, awesome day. I mean, it's, that was the best day of pit stops that we've had all year. They just they really picked it up today and uh, were consistent all day, and that's, that's, the consistency means more to me than, than one quick stop. So uh, their consistency today was awesome. And, uh, you know, we just kept working on it, kept trying to free it up, and it was a little too free on the front of runs. We would lose two or three spots and, and then start working our way back up. So, uh, you know, we were... We we were definitely a, a third or fourth place car uh, today. It was just, you know, we had to, to roll the dice, and you know, I'd, I'd much rather roll the dice and taking a chance on winning uh, this way than, than coming in and, and finishing third or fourth today and, and you know, taking it safe. I'd, I'd rather just ran out of fuel than, than uh, not take a chance. A busy racing weekend for Tony Stewart ends in victory lane at Kansas. He has won the Banquet 400. And this is the way they did run. Tony Stewart gets the win. 
Across the line, out of fuel, Casey Mears finished second. Mark Martin ran third, had a good points day. Dale Jarrett, his best finish of the year, comes up fourth. Jeff Burton, fifth. Six will go to Carl Edwards. Kyle Bush ran seventh. Brian Vickers, eighth. Clint Boyer, ninth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished tenth. Eleventh will go to Martin Truex Jr., twelfth to Greg Biffle. Thirteenth to Ken Schrader, good day for Kenny. Jimmy Johnson finishes fourteenth. Kevin Harvick finished fifteenth. Bill Elliott ran sixteenth, and Bobby Labonte was seventeenth. Danny Hamlin gets an eighteenth place run. Travis Quapple finished nineteenth. 19th and Sterling Marlin was 20th. 21st goes to Dave Blaney, 22nd to David Gilliland, 23rd to Matt Kenseth, 24th to Ryan Newman, and 25th to Kurt Busch. David Stremme finished in 26th today with Joe Nemechek, 27th. Tony Raines got 28th, Kyle Petty 29th, and Jeff Green came in in 30th. 31st to Kenny Wallace, 32nd Todd Cleaver, Casey Kane was 33rd, Scott Riggs 34th, Robbie Gordon finished in 35th. 36th was Michael Walter. actually Michael Walter got 35th, Robbie Gordon 36th, 37th was Chad Chaffin, 38th Terry Labonte, Jeff Gordon 39th, Elliot Sadler 40th, J.J. Yaley 41st, Jamie McMurray 42nd, and Reed Sorensen finished in the 43rd position. There were 15 lead changes among 10 drivers, 11 caution flags waved today. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Tony Stewart. He rolled across victory lane out of fuel, but nonetheless won the Banquet 400. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.